0: so the theme is comics we're talking about comics right i thought no. it was commies oh no i'm in the wrong show welcome the easy presents happen.
1: i'm alex i'm jared i'm laura greetings programs Hi, adrian and tonight is a very special night because four years ago today we recorded our very first episode
0: yay and with
1: that we're celebrating with drinking Yay! yay! Uh, so we are... That yay yeah, was real. That was Yeah. So we are trying out... Uh, <laughs> the first one wasn't. <laughs> we teased in the past that we're going to make drinks out of the Gotham City Cocktails uh, official handcrafted food and drinks from the world of Batman. Our first one for tonight is the Old Gotham, which has one sugar cube, two dashes of bitters, a teaspoon of water, and two ounces of rum. And I don't have uh, candied orange peel for garnish, nor do I have lemon twist for garnish. But I add maraschino cherry. So all right, let's try this. So if Oops. you hear noises during the podcast, that's different. It's us drinking our new drink.
2: Yeah, we technically had mm. some orange peel. I don't know that it was candied, but oh, we could have zested it.
0: If uh, this is what they're drinking in Gotham, there's no wonder
1: there's a lot of villains. <laughs> I
2: mean, I I feel like I can take that a number of ways. You can. <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, it's an old-fashioned, but with rum instead of bourbon. That might be it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're so angry in Gotham. It's okay. It's, it's okay. not bad. It, it's all
1: right. Yeah. Um, I think the cherry helps. I think without it, mm-hmm. it would have been a little extra much. But what kind of rum did you use? Uh, Kraken. So spiced? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like okay. Just... All right. Because I like it also. I was like, oh, eh, and it's what I had. So sure, sure, like, sure. Cool. We have other rums I could have mixed in, but like, eh, those ones I know are good by themselves. This one I know mixes well things, so I figured let's try it out.
2: We should make a note when we run out of ideas or drinks we want to drink later to just try this again with different rums.
1: Maybe. Or different bitters even, because I just did the plain bitters. We have a cocoa bitters also I could have added, which could have been good. I don't know. But
2: That's the point of this. Try new things. Uh Encourage people to go to Purple Feet and drink.
1: Potentially, yeah. Uh, I mean, my quick impression for this drink, three out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. agreed. Nothing. Not bad. Yeah. Nothing super special. Nothing too awful or anything.
2: Yeah. It doesn't make me, like, cough. You know, when you get with something that's too strong and, like, you don't like it. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Did I ruin your battery? I I, thought I heard a bit. I
1: unplugged my computer. Okay. It was causing a little bit of feedback noise, I think. So. Beep, beep, beep. So, yeah, I just unplugged it. I don't know if it came through the podcast or not, but, meh. Oh. Sorry,
2: listeners, if I'm hearing things and you aren't well, the beat probably <laughs> did. I meant the
1: feedback noise. Mm. But anyway, uh, so yeah. Commies. Drink, we're here to about- talk about commies. No, I was going to say the drink. It's okay. The drink is good. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Not my favorite drink I've ever had, but not the worst.
2: The best one we've had on this podcast for this segment. Today. Because it's the only one we've had for this podcast for this segment today.
1: No, Speak for yourselves. I was, I was mixing the cracking <laughs> with
0: some DP last time I was here. Well, the same we, today. We, oh, well, today, sure. But
2: we weren't reviewing it before. Right. We didn't this have, is a new segment for the new year.
1: Right. We didn't have a drink, And we meant segment.
2: to do it last time, but we forgot.
1: I, so. Yeah, I didn't have all the stuff for it, we, so. we
2: forgot to shop, I should say.
1: <laughs> but we'll have more time for next time because uh we've already got some of the stuff and we're going to miss the episode in two weeks. We'll be back in four weeks, but that's a slight spoiler warning thing. Spoilers. Spoilers
2: are uh, not showing up in two weeks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you look for the update, there won't be one. But
2: unless we convince someone to show up.
1: Uh, even then I'm I'm just playing on not. Yeah. So I think no. Bad batch comes out the end of February. The next season the final season of Bad Batch is the end of February. Did I see the trailer drop that? for that? Yes. Oh, okay. I think that dropped yesterday or today. It was real recent. Okay. All right. It's pretty good. Assage Ventress thing? is yep. back in it. Okay. The Star Wars Animated series on Disney Plus. Okay. Isn't she supposed to be dead? In the books I she probably, is, um, but I don't know what time frame this oh, is compared true. to that. Okay, all right. And it's Star yeah. Wars. Does anybody truly stay
0: dead? <sighs> that was the whole point of Disney buying it. Like to taking kill them it all? well, in, in the, only from the sense of we now own the canon. Nothing is real until we said it. And it's been said. But you're right, Jared. Where does the book fall in line with Yeah Bad Batch and all that? Although We've also seen them already retcon some of their own content,
3: right? Um,
0: I'm looking at you, first episode I of Bad think, Batch. Yeah,
3: I think in the book, she runs into.
0: Yes, he's uh, a Jedi with the white with the, the yellow with the, stripy. Yes, yarns.
3: across his face. I can't think of his name.
0: Uh, yeah.
3: Um, in the old pre-Disney comics, he was a bit more like a spy, more. I don't know, gruff. And he was in, the, in this too. In the. Sh- Clone Wars show, he was kind of like a surfer dude, just oh, a yeah. little bit. I can't think of Voss. his name, Quinlan Voss. Quinlan yep. Voss. Um, and they reference him in the Obi Wan show because, it? yeah, he was. His name was written on the wall. Oh, that's so right. I think yeah, there's yeah. a connection there, so they might be doing something with that. Okay, All right. I don't
1: know, but yeah, I mean, Filoni himself has been known for like, oh, I forgot that I did this. Oh well. With his own properties, like because yeah. he's been doing stuff for how long? For right. I mean, there's stuff. a couple
3: of things from Clone Wars, I'd like to see them wrap up. Asajj, um, Barisafi, who gets arrested, but sure. we haven't seen anything from Does her. Did she get off? I, I don't was know. hoping she was like the head inquisitor or anything.
0: Oh, uh, sure, that would have been awesome. You know, that would
3: have been great if that would have turned out to be the case. And but
0: we still haven't met all of the inquisitors, right?
3: Oh, I don't think we'll ever not, st- I don't think it'll ever stop. I mean, we've seen... There's always it's questions. It's always... It's they gone always, up to, like,
0: seven. No, it's up to, like, I,
3: 12 or something, I believe.
0: jeez. Oh,
1: okay. I know we've seen a handful of them in the but uh, could be Last Jedi video games, or they Correct. showed up some of right. them that to it's help, like, oh, we, which is considered canon.
3: Right. We killed a couple off. Uh, there's a couple more coming. Yeah, okay. Fine. They're like stormtroopers with lightsabers at sure. this point.
1: Or, I mean, just Jedi in general. There's maybe yeah. more than... It's not Seth where there's only one in The Apprentice. that right. There can be an infinite number.
0: Right. Well, the problem with that, though, is that... When they had all the success with Kanan, I think they fell too much into that shtick of, well, what if the Padawan survived? You know, and it's right. like, okay, I'm okay with it with Kanan. I loved it. Yep. I'm kind of okay with it with Cal Kestis from the Jedi Survivor game. Okay, how many times are going to dip into that well? Right. Yep. Before it, it becomes shticky.
3: Right. Know? And it kind of cuts off uh, Return of the Jedi with Yoda saying, you're the last one.
1: you know so it's like
3: no there's like 30,000 more or
1: whatever it's to be fair from a certain point of view you're the last one Uh, but Ezra was still around he's still alive but what I mean what's your definition of a Jedi from a certain point of view showed up
3: in
0: the
1: Ahsoka show oh that's right so I mean there's just the whole right a certain point of view you are right like oh but he wasn't the one who said that Obi-Wan did I get that, but I think it still applies. Of like, uh, that sentiment in general, like, because there was no Jedi Order anymore, it, it had disbanded. So, like, oh, well, look, oh, okay. you're, so you're the last one. So, Ezra could be
3: like a faction of a Jedi, whereas like, the Jedi Order, Luke would be the last yes. one
1: because he's trained by the last Grand Master. Similar Yoda. to the Mandalorians, where you're the true Mandalorians. Well, there's this faction, that faction, this faction. What do you define as this?
0: But I don't think the Jedi were ever meant to, to be. I, I think the whole point is that the Jedi aren't the religion, per se. They aren't the Order. They are what they are. I think that's the whole point of, like, with Ahsoka, with this whole argument about the Grey Jedi. The Grey Jedi doesn't exist, but people want it to because we're finally getting to a point where it's like, no, they're just the epitome of the good side of the light, not the structure Either physically or yeah. hierarchically, the order, right? Yep. It's just the Jedi. And, and I, I think agree that's been you, the whole point with
3: the Grey Jedi. There are none.
1: There are none. Well, but it's if, like
3: Ahsoka. People want to classify her
1: as a Grey Jedi. No, she's just Ahsoka. No, she, right. that's who she is. But she's just doing her in thing. In Ahsoka, she says, Yeah, I'm a Jedi. And I'm teaching you as my Padawan. So it's a uh, man. Sure. It's a job, then. It's not necessarily a. Uh, religion or anything it's just it's your office your your office of the jedi so luke was the last one at the time because ahsoka was non-practicing jedi so then she came back as jedi later because why not sure yeah i'm I, i'm okay with right. that yeah so as i'm saying like it it's a it's wibbly wobbly of yeah jedi but I, yeah okay all right
3: and but it's the force controlling everything. The force is like, Ahsoka, was, you're not a Jedi right the now." That's the midi-chlorians are controlling
0: point. everything. Exactly. That's the whole and, point. And then it's...
3: they're like, "You know what? You need to be a Jedi because everyone else is sucking."
0: <laughs> sure. And and the universe needs a thing
1: to look at, to point them to the good. By the universe, you mean the audience that are watching it are the ones that are looking at. It. Well, I'm talking <laughs> no, I no, I no, I'm talking do. about the universe, the Star Wars universe. I, right? I, I'm being facetious. Well, yeah. But because we're way off topic. for why <laughs> we, have,
2: we mean, didn't topic? start any topics yet. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: this was our first topic. No, uh, the first
1: topic was the drink, and then I was going to oh. go to the actual.
0: How did we get time. on
1: Metachlorians from the we, drinks? We could probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I feel like
2: there was a Star Wars reference somewhere.
0: We were talking about Bad Batch. Yeah, that's I mean, yeah, yeah, you said that. We yeah. could yeah. talk about. We were talking about commies, and we could talk about you know imperialistic, socialistic, communistic empires. That fits, right? Muggle. I mean, the Stormtroopers were based off of the classic, you know, Nazi uniform with the jack boots.
1: And they were that were literally called Stormtroopers. And literally called Stormtroopers. <laughs> That's why we got the name. <laughs> Here's your sign. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love people like, oh, Stormtroopers are great. Like, oh. Um, no. No, they're not. No, no. They're but, bad people. They have neat-ish looking armor. Sure, fine. But they're not cool. <laughs> like...
0: That was actually one of the things that Filoni said about a year or two ago. He's like, Why are you people uh idolizing Vader? He is the bad guy. He is the boogeyman. I'm paraphrasing, but he said something along he's those the lines. He's the red skull. He's why are you having so much fandom over him, right? He's He's a Nazi. He's crazy. He's doing all this for all the wrong reasons. He's completely perspectivist. What are you doing?
2: It is that Stockholm syndrome where you start to sympathize with, with your,
1: your captors?
2: Yeah, is it necessarily love? Or I, I thought it was okay. Nightingale it, it's syndrome. It's, it's more
1: sympathizing, yeah, yeah. with your captors. But yeah, I think the
2: Nightg- Night, Nightingale one is the falling in love. But I think Stockholm is just sympathizing. Whatever. Yeah. There, it, there's
0: just Vader doesn't exist, right. and people mm-hmm. love him.
1: And mm-hmm. Vader is is representative of the rest of the Nazi party. Yeah. <laughs> it's like
0: um, what? No.
2: Yeah, I, I Here's keep your getting... other your sign. I keep getting this meme on Facebook where it's Padme saying, hey, you don't have to do any of this. Like, I'm your hot senator wife. I got a job. I can take care of you. Just quit the Jedi order and stay with me. And he's like, what? I could just not kill everybody and be happy? That's a choice?
1: (laughs) I like the one that you're not going to do this right. You're not gonna do this, right? <laughs> Those are. Classic. I haven't seen
2: that one yet. That,
1: it's a good one. Then was that was episode? That was episode two, two, two where they're yeah. frolicking in the yeah the meadows fields. Yeah, I'll show you that meme later. It's <laughs> okay. it's been used for many things it's overly, used. but it's still and yet so I haven't seen movies. it. Yes, but um, anyway, <laughs> Tommy. So what's our next so topic? We'll circle back to Nazis when we talk about pulp. Uh, you know, that I, fits. I, yeah, that really does fit. Let's um, jump
3: into pulp.
2: Do we want to go straight
1: there? No. Let's see if okay. it's the end. Oh, uh, Why? What are we doing first? Because we're going to do people. our, I guess, t- topic like ideas text, you guys. Suck. well, I mean, <laughs>
2: there was a text. There's, there's a height requirement <laughs> for ideas.
1: So, <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, ouch. Oh, wow. uh, uh, so our subject matter, uh, is going to be, Nazis. uh, Comic Nazis. Comics. Uh, there's Mouse. There's... <laughs> uh, no. Red Skull.
2: There is a Mouse.
1: There is, yes. Uh, oh, I forgot to do my homework. Me too. Comic book writers and artists that paired together. because I do a lot of things together. And my inspiration for this topic was because we read Pulp, which was written by Ed Brubaker and drawn by Sean Phillips, who have done a lot of things together, including the whole Reckless Universe, Fade Out, Killer Be Killed, My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies, Night Fever, Cruel Summer... Scene of the crime, Fatal Sleeper, and many more.
3: There's did, a lot of uh, things that they've
1: done together. Like they're, <laughs> they like each other's work apparently because they team up all the all the time.
3: Who did Winter Soldier?
1: Uh, the Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah. Was, is there another?
0: One? I thought that was Brew Baker too. That was Brubaker,
1: was it was Brew
3: Baker, but was it, yeah. Uh, Ed Ed Brew Baker and uh, I don't uh, think it was that same. Or, no, or it wasn't Phillips. Sorry. No. Okay, moving on. It's not important.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the first one on my list. Uh, I don't want to talk about uh, is Adrian's favorite Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Uh, they didn't put Solaga out for like five years uh, because yeah. Brian K. Vaughan was like, "No, no, this is our book together. I'm not let like Yeah, I could hire someone else to do the art, and so we can you know keep up keep up with production rate and everything like that. But no, this is our thing. We're sticking together, however long the hiatus takes.
2: I did not even realize that."
1: Yeah, and I mean, she was getting busy with work and whatnot. And They didn't really say the full reason why they took the hiatus, but they did. Life. Yeah, and they could have done more, but they was like, no, I want to, I started this with her, and we're we make a good team. I like her art. We'll just stick with it, and hiatus, be cursed, whatever. It is what it is. So, well, they space-
3: did Paper Girls together, too, didn't they? Uh, or am I wrong
1: on that? Ma- I don't Someone know. Someone ask Google. I know that one was also Come on, Google. Brian K. Vaughan, but I don't know if that was Fiona or not. I don't think it was, but I could be mistaken on that. But yeah, that was the first one on my list of like, just if nothing else, of the loyalty that they have. Like, no, no, we're we're not going to go on and replace you with someone else because we could. Because I think he even said like, yeah, she said that if I want someone else to draw you know, an issue here or there so we can stay up with production rate, that's fine. He's like, no, I like your stuff when we're just stick with where we're at.
3: Nope, I'm wrong. So I don't think it was. Cliff Chang So yeah, I'm not sure if that's pronounced
1: correctly That was first on my list uh, Laura or Jared Since you guys did homework I'm guessing I, I <laughs> You think <laughs> I can't do this?
0: What you got? I was actually going to do a twofer. Like he drew and he wrote Uh, Sean Murphy. Cheater. What? That
2: counts (laughs) because we we wanted artist duos. He's kind of a
0: duo with himself. Fine, fine. So
2: so he's like multiple personality syndrome. Kind of.
1: Okay. How how many faces does he have? I have have? a dirty reference that would make that work, but I'm not going to use it.
2: Tell Uh, me that later, too. I
1: will put it in the group chat. Oh, good lord. Put okay, it in fine. The group, chat, I, I'll it. read it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. And
2: that's how Jared becomes my hero of the
0: week. Ooh, heroes of the week. <laughs> Sean... I'm on it.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll allow Sean Murphy Sean... because he does do a good job. No, no, no. Fine. I'll do yep. uh, fine. Uh I've been really into Mark Miller recently because of a big game uh toward the end of last year where he goes through uh all of the stuff that uh He's written about all the heroes and puts them into one book and smashes them together and kills them all. That was issue one. So I didn't ruin anything for anybody who hasn't read it. Um, He and Sean Gordon Murphy, the same guy, uh, they did chrononauts and I love Murphy's artwork. It's very reminiscent to the Batman animated series from the nineties with these square heads, but very, um, and I know what you're going to say. It's very scratchy. Um, because I've always been against scratchy art, which is why I didn't Until like that. Now. Well, the Hawkeye book from forever ago that Alex and I always reference, I didn't like the art because it was scratchy. The Matt Fraction Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Mark Miller writes this book about um, time traveling jocks, basically.
3: I can't and read that. Well, now I want to read Sorry.
1: it. I, I, Sorry. No. Tell me, am I wrong?
3: No, <laughs> you're not wrong.
1: Uh, we'll make it a Patreon exclusive thing that we'll never do.
2: Yeah, <laughs> actually, we should consider Patreon. Like, it's dollars
3: to unlock this joke. <laughs> uh, yes.
2: Yeah. now that that would be worth
3: split that fifty bucks a Peach. It, right, it, it
1: made Jared laugh, so yeah was pretty good. Yeah. Um. No, sorry. No, no, it's fine. I it's fine.
2: <laughs> so I'm I'm a jerk. I already forgot the other name. Sean Murphy and who did Crononauts together?
0: Uh. I almost read the name of the book. Uh, Mark Miller. Mark Miller. Okay. It's part of the Millerverse. Mar- yep. hmm. uh, two time traveling jocks. Uh, and one um, realizes that his life is completely empty. And he goes back in time and ruins time. Uh, and his best friend goes back after him and is like, you you, you can't do that. So yeah, can't stop, and he, he saves son. him. But no, he <laughs> goes back. It was a really fun adventure and because it's time travel.
2: It never actually happened. It
0: never actually happened, which was like, um, but I know it happened because I read it. But it didn't because I also read that it didn't. But it's fiction. It, well, that too. Uh, but no, it worked really well, and uh, oh. I really liked the writing of Miller with smashed together with Murphy's artwork.
1: Well, and we know I hate time travel stories, but that one worked well because there's the humor to it that Correct. really helped. Like Futurama does really good time travel stories because they mm-hmm. throw enough humor in, like uh it's we're fast and loose with the laws of physics. So let's just go with it. Sure. Yeah. And that one was good. They're not trying to say, Oh, well this is how time travel works. Cause this is how re-. like, they're not taking themselves too serious. No, it's a comedy. We're good to go. Right. And credit did a really good job blending that. And it was just one volume. And two, about... it's actually two. Oh, that's right. They did do two. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was, I think i read it in singles when it was coming out. So it just felt I sure. like one mini series. Most
0: of Miller's stuff was one or two. And the only one that did more than two was, um, The Magic Order. And that was um, non-rated Harry Potter, basically.
4: Hmm. I'm writing down all (laughs) these things.
2: By the way, I found it really ironic. When we went on vacation, before we left, I actually went on Hoopla and downloaded a whole bunch of books that Mm. you recommended. And then when I got on the plane-
1: Weren't they good? The
2: Wi-Fi didn't work, so I couldn't read any of them.
1: So you had the the Wi-Fi verification that you have access to it. Oh.
2: So, so yeah, I, I- Somewhat tried, yeah. but I did not. Did you read it when you got back? Not yet. No. Oh, when I got back, I had I had to do work. other things. I had to go to work and like be like home and excuse. get called into work. And just... oh, I can show you some text messages about how work has been bad. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't, but I can.
1: Yeah, I download a bunch of TV shows and movies to watch. Also, I didn't get through hardly any of it. Sure, yeah.
2: we watched Home Alone too.
1: We did watch classic, and I, I guess I watched Home Alone at one and two. I think, yeah, you watched both. We watched because we watched one oh, okay. all the way there and then one and two on the way back. That's right. Yep. But, so,
2: yeah, that was our vacation. Nice. Home alone. Nice.
1: <laughs> Home alone in an airplane. But we did not, not get lost in New York, so it's fine. Uh, so, Laura and Jared, what is first on your guys' list? Laura?
2: um, I wrote down from the list you sent out, Mark Bagley and Brian Michael Bendis were the hmm. creator team that I thought was most interesting because Spider-Man they did Ultimate Spider-Man together they actually broke a record with it they did 111 consecutive issues and they broke the record that was held by Stanley and Kirby for doing 108 issues of Fantastic Four and I was like that's pretty good and real close too like I thought that was interesting um
0: you don't they- see that a lot
1: like mm-hmm. you don't even yeah. see like High or mid double digits. I mean, as yeah. long as a series go triple digits. I mean, in general. Right, right, yeah. sure, sure. So I with the same
0: creative team the entire time. And I do remember loving Ultimate Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved most of the Ultimate stuff the first time around, uh, but even like I was more partial to the X Men. But after like issue 30, it was like, okay, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. And Ultimate did, Spider Man did not do that.
2: Did you read the most recent? Reboot of Ultimate Spider Man. Oh, yeah. I love okay,
0: it. Okay. Absolutely love it.
2: <laughs> but yeah. Uh, sorry. Sorry, I lost myself for a second. Uh, record um, 111,
0: 108. Mm-hmm. And that, how they were awesome, yep. more awesome than Stan and Curbs. Oh,
2: I remember what I was going to say next. Um, they also, like, they took a little hiatus, I think, from the Ultimate Universe, but then they came back still as a team. And when Marvel kind of wanted to destroy the Ultimate Universe and mash it into the 616, they were they got back together to take care of that business. So pretty much Brian Michael Bendis, Bendis and Bagley are like, yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man's our baby. We're going to take care of it from here on out. Other like random stuff just to, to do filler because I, I read it and I, the homework I attempted to do. Um, one thing that stuck out to me, I was surprised that Bagley is sixty six years old and Bendis is fifty six. Like I, I don't know why I thought that they were fairly super young, but they are actually older than us. say
1: so Bendis being that old makes sense considering how long he's been writing. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, he, ultimately was two thousand one. So you have to figure probably three years ago, right? You have to figure probably in twenties or thirties being able to write for Marvel a main a Spiderman book for Marvel, like it makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. the key
2: to me is that I'm old and I keep forgetting. (laughs) Um, Another interesting tidbit: Mark Bagley actually became known to Marvel because in 1983, which again a long time ago, um, he found this thing called a Marvel tryout book. And they actually, Marvel printed this book that was, some pages were blank, some pages had like your rough sketches. And I think that it was John Ramita or John Ramita Jr. who drew the rough sketches. And then there were like inked pages that we were intended to color on. And there was, there was just like different hmm. levels of everything. They had like a partial story written out. And it was actually a Spider-Man story, so I'm a little tempted to buy this book, to, to read the, the personal story of Spider-Man. But it was, it was a trial book. It was a, an application. You were supposed to buy this book, finish it yourself, send it back to Marvel and say, this is how I think the story went, and how I would draw it, how I would write it. What do you think? And that's how he got in to Marvel. And I was like, that is kind of cool. And I guess he almost didn't even do it because it was like a $50 book. Well, I I guess I don't know for sure at the time. Now you can buy it on eBay for $50, which, I don't know, It is oversized. I guess it was 11 by 17 because that's the size they draw in. And then they actually reduce the pages to comic book size. Just little... Tidbits I thought if it were was interesting. Eighty
1: three was probably John Amita Senior at that point. Okay, I hope guess. so,
2: and I think so. I'm like ninety percent certain. I just don't exactly remember, and I didn't write it down.
1: Because he was the one that was basically in charge of the whole. You draw things in the Marvel way, the house art style.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really cool that he he actually applied to marvel with like a giant mass marketing procedure they did
1: he paid to apply to work for them yeah that's pretty clever for marvel hey do you want work for us give us money it'll yeah. tell you if you're good enough or not
0: yeah i, mean, I, I think that's a fantastic that's idea. that's how too. dad did it that's how america does it <laughs> yeah and it's worked pretty well somewhere
2: yeah another little bit of the homework i did um when i was reading about bendis i didn't realize he also co-created jessica jones and they retroactively Made her first appearance was in Amazing Spider-Man number four when Spider-Man fights the Sandman, I think.
1: As a college student girl mm-hmm. or, or college classmate.
2: Yep. She's just some random girl. They're like, oh, this person who was never named, this is Jessica Jones now. And I was like, that's awesome that they went that far. Well, All right. yeah. I, I admit, like, it, it kind of sucks because the girl looks nothing like Jessica sure. Jones. But it, it's hilarious that they, were, they took the time. Tell me it's a blonde or something.
0: No, she, like she's or like something.
2: a slightly brunette. Okay. But yeah, I feel like Jessica Jones is more of a like black, dark brunette. Right. Right. Regardless, it just made me laugh. Like, and also, it's Spider Man. So I'm, I, I need to make all the Spider Man references possible. Sure. So when they came up in there, I was like, oh, write that down.
0: And I shouldn't cringe because the old <laughs> man, when Han Solo goes around, and he gets that stormtrooper to chase him. The old man that's crouched down while all the guns are pointed at that one stormtrooper, they've since said that that was actually Rex, the clone Rex. So,
2: yeah, I have no idea yeah, what you're even That's okay. About. That's
0: okay. But it kind of similarly, really? like, they went back and said, Oh, that's actually the guy. And, or mm-hmm. in this case, that's the girl. And it's mm-hmm. no, no. So I shouldn't cringe.
2: Yeah. And they all, I also, in my little bit of digging, I found that in Spider Man number six hundred and one, I think it was. I'm not one hundred percent sure where. Shoot, I did really bad homework. Um, but yeah, Jessica ends up learning Spider-Man's identity and all this stuff, and all because of Bendis was like, Oh, well, Jessica Jones needs to be like crammed into the Spider Man universe somehow, apparently. And like he he went well with that and I forget now if that was also written or drawn by Bagley.
4: Uh, you would think yeah. it
2: was since I wrote it down that way, but eh, regardless. So the this team they also were Eisner Award winners. They and they were voted number two artist on the in two thousand the year two thousand by Wizard. And yeah, they they've done a lot of e- even if they haven't done a multiple. Multitude of different things greatly together. They did a whole lot of Ultimate Spider-Man together, so, so
1: awesome. <clears throat> my notes: They did Ultimate Spider-Man the whole run. Uh, they did Spider-Men, the crossover that brought Six One Six Peter into the Ultimate Universe to talk to Miles after Ultimate Peter died. That's the first version of Spider-Man, and then they also did the Mighty Avengers uh, right around the Siege time. It was during the era of Civil War yes. where there was the Underground Avengers oh. and whatnot. So,
2: I did have that in my notes. So they I,
1: they, I mean, it was more than just the two books. Like, they've done multiple books together, too.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. Now I see Pulse. I forgot to write Pulse was that crossover with Jessica Jones. And Brilliant was another book that they've written more recently. I think it was 2002. They published Brilliant together. So, yeah. Sorry if I stole your person when you're like, well, my notes say this. I... Uh, <laughs> I
1: Guess that you probably would have done that one, so that's okay. It was on the it was on the email list, so I, I was like, oh, it's good. put a couple notes down just in case. Okay, uh, Jared, who is first on your list? Uh,
3: Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Uh, they are. They've worked together on a lot of DC uh, projects: the Long Halloween, uh, Batman Dark Victory, Batman Haunted Night, Superman for All Seasons, which was a really fun one. Kind of showed obviously Superman throughout the four seasons. <laughs> um, and he also did Dare. They did Daredevil Yellow, which we actually mm. talked about doing on this yeah. podcast, but uh, at some point chose a different one for next time. But. Uh, Those two have done some really good pieces of work together. A lot of maxi-series-style 1-12-issue through comics. Um, Batman The Long Halloween is probably the most notable one. They turned that into a two-party animated movie. Um, So them two working together, they put together some great stories. So I don't really have much to say about them other than you should check out the work if you've never read any of their stuff. The Long Halloween is one of the best Batman books out there. So, Mm -hmm. go check it out.
1: Uh, Next on my list is another Mark Bagley partner, uh, Dan Slott. Dan Slott Mark Bagley. I'm not sure if you had this one on your list or not, Laura.
2: Nope, I did not think about that at all. Uh,
1: Which, they did uh, Amazing Spider-Man for a little while, while uh, Dan Slott was writing that one. Uh, But most currently, they are doing the plain old Spider-Man series. um, They started with the End of the Spider-Verse, that current run that started with that uh introduced Spider-Boy as well, um, which, honestly, it's probably my favorite Spider-Man series going on right now, is just plain Spider-Man.
2: Are we actually subscribed to that, though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I keep not finding it in our... I, I need to organize our comics.
1: I'm site. 95% sure we are. Okay. Uh, I'll they, look harder. They did that one, and they also do the Superior Spider-Man, uh, which is currently ongoing right now, which may or may not be one of the books I talk about today, so... Uh long story short is Bagley writes or draws a lot of Spider Man stuff. That he's with the ultimate or non ultimate, he draws a lot of Spider Man.
2: Yeah, honestly for a second I thought he was a Spider Girl drawer too. I did not find that in my notes, so I'm not one hundred percent sure, but his name really did click for me too.
1: So, yeah. Uh Adrian. Uh
0: so <clears throat> I kinda went fishing for this one and I I was like surely surely these two have worked together uh Matt Fraction and Mark Silvestri they do both work they they, one writes really well one draws really well I'm like surely they've been together on something right um as far as I can tell one book (laughs) and I'm like oh man they should really do more stuff together because I really like how he writes and um but I think I think we'll enjoy this one um they both, uh, they wrote and drew uh, chapter one of Utopia back when the Dark Avengers went after the X-Men on Utopia uh, to get them to, I think it ended with Schism or Schism happened right before this. But this is all having to do with um, uh, when when this is post-Secret Invasion and after um, the first Secret Invasion. And once uh, Norman Osborn took over the Hall of Armor, Tony Stark's Hall of Armor, and became the Iron Patriot. He blended mm. Iron Man's armor with uh, a Captain America uh, paint job and made his own band of Dark Avengers. Uh, Matt Gargan, Venom at the time, uh, became oh, the Spider-Man yeah. in the black suit. Um, Bullseye became Hawkeye. Um Songbird became Captain Marvel or Ms. Marvel back in the day. And um, he used Sentry as kind of like the Hulk character. And then Ares is kind of like the Thor character. Um, And then he's like, the X-Men are going to be a problem and we should attack them and make sure they all go away. And this was the kickoff to like an eight issue mini that I thought was really fun back then. Uh, and I'm sure there's something else out there, but I couldn't quickly find it. But they should both work together more often, I think, in my most humble opinion.
1: Laura, who's next on your list?
2: Actually, I'm glad you asked, because I feel like I dovetail off this. Never
1: mind. Jared, who's next on your list?
2: <laughs> what do you think, Jared? Do you want to take that?
1: I'm just, okay. I'll wait. I'll be, I'll be patient <laughs> and polite. You're not going to pick a fight. <laughs> Fair. Probably. I've
2: been drinking. <laughs> but so I also wrote down Matt Fraction for mm. one set of, uh, well, I shouldn't say, what one set of comic books, one series that he wrote with um, Chip Zdarsky, Sex Criminals.
0: Oh, yeah, so, that came up here.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. And honestly, I've already talked about Zdarsky before. So I kind of was like, hey, I already have notes on this. And I it's been long enough ago that I don't feel too bad bringing it up again. But yeah, basically, yeah, these guys did one, one big work Series. together. the The Sex Criminals it won an Eisner Award. Many people loved it. Actually, I've only read one or two issues of it, but I, I heard it was great. We have um, th-
1: both their signature on a reprint of Sex Criminals number one.
2: Yay, reprints. Um. But yeah, uh, the notes I have is that F- Matt Fraction actually, that's only his pen name. His real name is Matt Frischman, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, his favorite character is Spider Man, so that's another reason I was like, well, I don't yeah, of course you have him. to talk about him. Yeah. And one of my favorite things when we talked about Chip Zdarsky before, he actually did a special donation, like a, a fundraiser for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. It was called the Rope for Hope. And when he was, he actually rappelled down a wall to pretend to be Spider-Man in in a capacity. And there's a video of it on Reddit that you can look up. And when he gets into the harness, he goes, oh my gosh, this does not feel good for my spider buddies. And I, (laughs) Occasionally at work, we have to put on a harness. Well, I don't have to because I'm not certified and I don't plan on becoming certified because I don't F and want to. But the other people who have to put on this harness and get me samples and take care of things, because they're awesome, by the way. Love all my coworkers who take care of this for me. But yeah, every time someone puts on a harness at work, I think, oh, that can't be comfortable on their spider buddies. Just the way Chip Sadarsky said. Um, what else did he do? He also, Chip himself, did Devil's Reign, Spider Man Life Story, Amazing Spider Man Full Circle, Spider Shadow. He's also doing more recently public domain, silver coins, Stillwater. This is probably still two year old notes. Though. Well, and a lot of the um, stuff
1: he's transitioned from drawing to writing instead. Actually.
2: Ah, yeah, yeah. At the time, I had him as the more the artist centrist person. Yeah, that that was something interesting too in our notes. Like some people I was like, "Oh, we." I I felt like our t- our topic was writer artist duos. But sometimes I was like, oh, some of them are both the writer and the artist. They just work together and do it both together a little bit. But yeah. But one usually tends to be more so like the primary artist than the primary writer. But yeah, Zadarsky, I believe in Sex Criminals, he was the artist. Correct. And I think that Matt Fraction was the writer for that.
1: Yeah, uh, Zadarsky is the one that's writing the current uh, Batman series that Jared and I enjoy.
3: Good for uh, you, guys. Batman and Robin.
1: No, the playing Batman one where he went through the different dimensions. Oh, oh gotcha, and, gotcha, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's been very solid. Which sounds that one that one's being that one has been written by Zadarsky. Yeah. Yep, it's been very good. And he well, thankfully he does not have an exclusive with Marvel or DC, so he can write some of books in both series. Like he has been writing a lot of Daredevil for Marvel, um Batman for DC. I think he's done a couple other Marvel things as well, too. So
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, Jared. Uh,
3: my next, the uh, pers- people on my next, uh, the next duo on your list. Thank you. Marv Wolfman and George Perez, who did a lot of Teen Titans stuff together. Um, they, I got into Teen Titans with the Judas contract. It was one of my favorite comic stories of all time. Um, their, the Terror of Trigon was very good. Uh, but a lot of that stuff was adapted into the Teen Titans uh, TV show. Uh, but uh, they've done so many different things together with the Titans and created so many characters like the Monitor and Ant- Anti-Monitor. Uh, they both did Crisis on Infinite Earth back in the 80s, which that's when they killed the original Flash, Barry Allen. And he stayed dead for what, 25, 20 years, something like that?
2: Long enough to smell bad.
3: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he also created characters like Terra, who was obviously in the Judas Contract, the um, what would you uh, The Saboteur, the Benedict Arnold, the, the traitor, yeah, that's within the Titans, um, working with uh, Deathstroke, who Perez and Wolfman both created together. Uh, they created Raven, uh, Starfire, and Cyborg. I didn't realize they had created Cyborg. I thought Cyborg was older, but uh, they created him, and he was so popular that they threw him into the uh, Super Friends TV show right away. Um, he was created in like nineteen eighty. I thought it was a little bit after that, but um, uh, so there's a lot of great characters that we still see today. And with uh, our good buddy Tom Taylor writing the Titans comics now, they're being represented very well for what they are. So um, Wolfman and Prez, I think, are legends in the industry.
1: Cool. Uh, yeah. I want to throw one last quick duo, if you have any other quick picks throw I'm out, but I want to do mine of Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, uh, who did the best story of New 52, the Batman series, that was Court of the Owls, City mm-hmm. Owls, that mm-hmm. whole run, and then they also did the uh, metal series, Dark Knight's Metal, Dark Knight's Death Metal, um, yeah, just, they go together pretty well, too. Uh, Stanley, Jack Kirby, I think that's the most famous <laughs> duo. Implied. <laughs> yeah. That's one uh,
2: reason I didn't go with that. I was like, people know.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I was going to say Tom Taylor and uh, Trevor Hairsign. Uh, deceased, uh, Deceased Dead Planet, and Deceased uh, uh, War of the Undead Gods. Uh, I thought that, uh, for the most part, the writing throughout all of the Deceased was really great. Uh, there was only a couple times where I'm like, really? Uh, and and even then, it was... it. it the that, worst it was okay yeah right yeah thanks and um <clears throat> uh, that was just a, a really great series that really wasn't meant to go that long and it was just one and done yeah and um it was good it was a non zombie zombie book yeah
3: Uh Um, I've got uh, Jeff Johns and Gary Frank they did some Superman stuff back in the day that I absolutely loved Um, Superman Legion of Superheroes and uh, Brainiac and they also did Secret Origin together Um, they're working on Geiger right now Um, and the Junkyard Joe and stuff like that Um, so there's a lot of stuff that they've done together that they're a great combination it's like the art really fits the writing with those two So they really complement each other and
1: got to go with them, too. I Uh, agree. Uh, Okay. With that, let's move on to the next segment, which are picks of the week. Uh, Last week or this week. Um, Let's go two-ish per person. Okay. Uh, Who would like to go first? I went first last time, so I called not it.
3: I'll go. Um, I enjoyed... Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong number four. Uh, Superman appears to be dead, and he's in the solar Spoilers. pod that they yeah that happened like two episodes or two issues ago. But they're in, he's in that his uh, solar pod and trying to get uh, some cellular regeneration going and everything. And there's still currently monsters going on. Um, I liked the there was a stare down between uh, Supergirl and King Kong. They're just staring at each other. It's like, okay, all right, (laughs) we'll go with it. But uh, there's more happening with Green Arrow and the uh, League of Assassins. So there's a lot going on with that. Um, I'm going to give a bit of a spoiler towards the ending because I absolutely loved it. And it's a lead-in to the next issue. Um, So there is a sea titan. I don't know which one it is and what it's called or anything, but uh, he's going after Atlantis with Aquaman. And Godzilla comes in, and they start to battle, and they're about to break the
1: dome that's over Atlantis and everything. Just so, so we're clear, when you say sea titan, not as in like a teen titan titan. No, no, no. That's
3: like the Godzilla
0: Titan, Like a grade C, yeah. like the one titan Yip. that they never call. Oh, it's,
2: I thought he was from the ocean. No, like uh, Godzilla, uh, the, King Kong, their
3: titan. Yeah, right. Kaiju. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> Aquaman releases the last defense of uh, Atlantis, which is the Kraken. So there is some great stuff happening. In and this. that's
1: why we're drinking the rum that has. No, we're not. Rum. No, like we're it's, not. It just fits. Yes.
3: It's Kraken rum. So I have <laughs> really enjoyed this series. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, try Pick this one up. If I think it's going to read great in trade when it comes out in trade. Sure. So if you're not reading it in singles, this is a great one to pick up in, in, uh, in trade. Does it say seven. how
1: many issues it's going to be? Seven.
3: Is it seven? I was going to say, I'm not sure. It doesn't say. It just says yeah. number four on the front. It doesn't say of or anything. And I don't see it in the credits at all. We'll go to seven. Yeah, seven sounds good.
1: Also, sort of going back to the Kraken, uh, when I was making our drinks, I only had enough Kraken in the one bottle for two of the drinks, so I had to open the other bottle for it. So I did have to release the Kraken nice. to finish making our drinks. Nice.
3: I like to think Thank you. you released... The Kraken on everyone
1: else's drinks and not
0: mine, though. <laughs> according well, to League sure of Comic Geeks, it goes 1 to 7. 7 going uh, April 16th. It. I'll take
1: it to 7, yeah, sure.
2: I think it goes 1 to 60.
0: <clears throat> the best-selling series reached its titanic conclusion,
1: according to Ooh, them.
2: Ooh, that sounds ominous.
1: Uh, Laura, what is one of the books that came out in the last two weeks that you enjoyed?
2: Let's see. I think that I will go back... To one that I don't believe anyone else read or cared about. Honestly, I vaguely cared about it. Um, John Constantine Hellblazer Dead in America was a book that I read two weeks ago from the week of 117. Um, It was by Simon Spurrier, Aaron Campbell, and Jordi Belair. I I honestly, the thing that upset me a little bit about it was that I, I felt a little lost. You really did need to read Marks of Woe and The Best Version of You, Collected Works, to know what was going on, I think. I assume. Maybe I would still be just as lost, even if I had read these issues. Because I've had that before, where I believed a comic that said, Oh, to fill things in, read these. And I did, and I was like, no, I'm still lost. Like, I don't know what you guys think you're telling. But, um... It starts out with Constantine, he's at the Fountain of Youth, and he's meeting with some negotiator of the Lords of Inferno. And I don't know what's going on. He's apparently brought himself back from the dead, and it hurt a lot from what I, the impression I got from this book. Um, he's found his son, Noah, and they are kind of on the run trying not to get caught by bad guys i'm i'm a little lost on what all's going on <laughs> not gonna lie um but the the big thing oh part of why i wanted to bring this up sorry i'm reading my notes and then remembering why i wanted to talk about it um the Sandman comes and finds them and says hey um constantine remember forever ago when you use like three grains of my sand to cast some spell i need those back because it's important for whatever magic stuffs. yeah and so that is why like spoiler kinda i think that i convinced you that we're going to read a sandman book in four weeks the next from episode. Now. so that was part of why i suggested hey we should read a sandman book because i've been wanting to forever and it was referenced in this constantine book so i was like hey two birds one stone then the real reason why this book even stood out in my mind at all Um, At some point, like John Constantine and his son and Natalie, another woman who's on the run with them, they're fleeing in a double-decker bus, which you'd think is a terrible way to hide. Mm -mm. But he's also like, well, who's going to suspect this because it's a terrible way to hide? It's
1: too attention-grabbing. No one's going to hide in this.
2: So they actually do get stopped by a police officer, but luckily they kind of do a, a Jedi mind trick on him and afterwards the the son says to Constantine he's like so you totally basically told him these aren't the droids you're looking for and now we're getting away right <laughs> like that was awesome dad well i'm not 100% the kid even knows that Constantine's his dad i, I i'm really lost in this book i'm not going to lie <laughs> there's a but, lot going on yeah. in that book yeah and they're they're setting they're setting up they're wrapping up old threads they're they're trying to get you ready to to jump into this new storyline but a little bit of it fell flat i'm not gonna lie but they made a star wars reference to one of my favorite lines in the whole like seven movie series that i consider to be part of the movies um but yeah so so that they get points for that it it gets honorable mention if nothing else and i didn't want to step on too many other people's toes and yeah Like, if you like Constantine, if you've been reading Constantine, you need to get in on this because it's a a little bit of a reboot and a a start over again. And if you're pulling the issues, there's a chance that it reset and you need to go to the comic shop you subscribe to and say, hey, I still want to be subscribed to John Constantine. Make sure yeah. I'm on the list.
1: Because not list all list. series, when they get reboot, they get automatically pulled again. Now, we, we try to, but it doesn't always happen. We miss things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes it super annoying. Like, oh, especially for your own filing system. Like, oh, I'm reading Constantine. By, it's the same creative team and everything, too. It's just a new numbering, and you have to remember which order they're in and all that fun stuff.
2: Yep. Sometimes you actually have to open the book again. And read that first page and get that well, that year David number is, of publication well, date.
1: DC doesn't do a good job of having it on the front page. Sometimes that's they have the, the, the tail. tail oh, end. Yeah,
2: right. yeah, I'm cool, front or back. But as long as not, it's one page in. that's
1: the thing is, sometimes DC they have ads the last three pages, so it's like yeah. you have four pages. They're like guys, come on, or if they have a preview in the back of it, then there's that covering it up, and it just mm. just do do it the Marvel way, guys. Put it in the front. I mean. It's just easier that way.
2: Or put it on the front cover, even. I mean, even independent, <laughs> like,
1: image, they usually have theirs on the very front cover on the inside, like, right there where it has a publication date and all that fun stuff. So. Now, this is... Ga- Gaiman didn't... He's not
0: involved in this one, but it is part of his... The Sandman universe, right? Yes. Right. It actually, I, it
1: even has the Sandman universe header, header on it, too. Okay, okay.
2: Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, I think that might be part of it, too. Like, I- I've tried to get into the Sandman stuff. But I feel like you have gotta know stuff that he wrote back back in the day, mm-hmm. and to really understand the full reference and the ideas of what he's created, right? And so, but from what I do know, is Constantine would fit perfectly in that universe that he's created. So um, probably one of those things that I, I I if I had to guess, some of the diehards that were like, oh no, he's a sellout to DC or whatever, but it's like. Yeah, but they gave him a pretty good character to to put in the stuff mm-hmm. that he's created, right? So
1: well, because Sandman originally was Vertigo, I think. Yeah, right. which then which is Valiant D, or one of the imprints mm-hmm. that yeah DC the, has you know, then ones. bought or was funding, and then they're like oh well now it's part of canon. Like how Watchmen was originally DC sure. Universe, but like oh well we still we published it through this A B and C. So you want. Now it's universe. They, they kept yeah. their,
0: their money hidden on a Swiss offshore banking oil account.
1: Right. <laughs> so it, I'm yeah, sorry, that- is there anything else with Constantine with Hellblazer then?
2: Uh, not exactly. I was just going to say, like you said, I've, I've actually tried to read the first um, Sandman issues by Neil Gaiman multiple times. I'm to the point now where I've borrowed it so many times on Hoopla, I'm like... I need to just buy this book. Like, sure. I need to stop trying to read it for free because I'm not succeeding. The, if I actually invest money in it, maybe I'll actually sit down and read it.
0: I can tell that people really love how pretty it is. It's just not for me, so I've never been able to really get into it.
2: Yeah, I think that Alex has said that before. Like, I When I suggested it for Book Club, I thought for sure he was going to be like, um, no, because I know <laughs> you're not a big fan of that art. And it is a little rough for me to, sometimes, for, too. Well,
1: I've been told, too, with the... A whole sandman run first two or three volumes are pretty rough it's when three four five hit like the story actually they go less fantastical more traditional storyline like it's actually really sure. good then too so okay. we'll, we'll find out if the yeah. first volume is lives up to the hype or not
2: oh i thought that what you picked isn't really the first volume though it's like a reboot of it later on
1: i don't know it's volume it has one on the spine is Volume One on the spine. I'm pretty it, so. sure
2: it's a reboot from like a couple years ago, and the the one I'm talking about is like from ten or more years ago. Okay, maybe I should
3: look. I'm reading
2: man. the re, yeah. Yeah. reboot one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: so anyway, because it
2: has Prelude in the name too, yeah. so it should happen before the first one. Even better, even
0: though it happened after. Yeah. Even though it was printed later. Mm-hmm. Adrian,
2: <laughs> what you want to talk about?
0: Um, I don't know. Do I want to talk about Avengers Twilight or Cobra Commander? I don't Twilight,
2: care. I already heard that Twilight was really good, so I want to hear Dude, what you think.
0: Avengers Twilight, so,
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love the pause for an audio podcast.
2: <laughs> I, I'm glad that I told you to start with that one.
1: <laughs> So, uh, I, I have mixed feelings about this, because
0: part of a decision that I've made is kind of contrary to kind of what this book is about. Um, it's set in a future. It's Avengers, in a world. In a world. Without a Captain America, things have gone so crazy, so far off the the, the, the path um, that maybe we need... It's funny because we were just watching... I was watching the first Avengers movie with the kids the other day. And Coulson is saying to Steve when he is meeting him for the first time officially. Uh, Steve's like, isn't the Stars and Stripes a little old-fashioned? And Colson's like, maybe, you know, with everything that's going on and everything that's about to come to light, maybe a little old fashion is, is what we need right now.
1: Or old mm-hmm. Gotham as we're drinking. Or old Gotham.
0: Um and things have gotten so bad that somebody is killed for something he said. And Steve is like, That we what? Like, I, I have to be Captain America again. And even one of the things that's been uh, one of the things in the in in the book is that the 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 news is doing a, a documentary on the Red Skull, and you know what? Maybe he was the victim after all. It's like
1: he was trying what? to what? He was trying to take down the Nazis from within. And and Steve is like, wait, I was there, and, and so yeah. yes, he was trying to take down Hitler, but just so he can control it himself, right? So, um, I had a little
0: bit of issue with the art. It's not my cup of tea it's but a little, it's I think, a little rough but I think it works because it's all set in the future it's it's it, for all intents and purposes it's an old man Steve book it's set in the future Uh the immediate future and <laughs> it's fantastic I love the little side story with with um, Luke Cage Um the one line that tells us his problem Um I love the the new Stark that's in this um, uh, the the implication that that Jan and Tony got together and had a kid. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, just everything about the book, he, it was fantastic. They and,
1: say a whole lot with the world building with very little,
0: and it's only a four issue mini. So I'm I'm partially excited and partially worried because you're going to be telling a lot in just four issues, um, but. Uh, the flashback to whatever this h day was to was fair,
1: fantastic four issues for now
0: <laughs> that's you know what <laughs> we've seen that with uh what was it captain America reborn
1: i I'm not even saying specifically yeah I'm I mean deceased It was only six issues <laughs> oh sure and then they did the next one right and then the next one right right so it, I imagine it's yes it's going to be four issues'll be contained and it'll probably have the standard if we want to do more here we sure. go sure. and every another sure. Avenger's Twilight new moon mm-hmm
0: uh the book in of itself actually kind of reminds me a little bit of um
1: Laura got the New oh, Moon reference. Of Twilight. I did, yeah. It's, it's, I, Twilight. It, it's oh, a okay. vampire uh I
2: forget sparkly. that girl's name. Yeah. Yeah, the
1: Sparkly, okay. sparkly Vampire vampires vampires. Yeah. one of those was New Moon.
0: So. Oh, okay. Fantastic. And Eclipse. Yeah.
1: So the, the I never read
0: that. them.
2: <laughs> you don't have to read them to
0: the culture. Yeah, I wouldn't have caught it because I just wouldn't have caught it. Sorry. Anyway,
2: I can give you a synopsis later, and I'll save you like their vampires. Hours, they, they sparkle.
0: They it sucked. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I walked right into that. You really I did. did. Uh,
1: what
0: was I saying? The art, the story. Oh, uh, it reminded me of Secret War. I thought that they had fantastic suits for their secret mission, which I always said was really dumb because it's like it's like negative Spider-Man. All of his colors are reversed, or it's negative Captain America. His colors are. What are you telling me that they, the, the bad guys couldn't tell who they were? It's like, come on. Uh, but the the suit that he, I think, is going to get, and even the other suits that we get kind of remind me of the art from
1: then. Uh, the best explanation or comparison for this book is The Dark Knight Returns, Avengers style, or Captain America style, where it's the old man. He's out of the game. They Something bad happens. They bring him back in for one last run.
0: Uh, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the internet, that's a quick internet synopsis. Like, oh, this is Marvel's and everything version of the internet. They're is all old. Well, it, it's but, not wrong, though. Uh,
0: I know, but. It,
2: this makes me even more so. That made me so. feel,
1: it,
0: it touched me in a bad place.
1: It's the Avengers. It's, <laughs>
2: you do need an adult.
1: It's the Avengers version of The Last Ronin that does that better.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. no.
2: Now I really, I keep getting all these. <laughs> references making me want to read The Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> and I, I did suggest that for next week. Was it not available in print? Or the, you just like the other choice Of the better? two,
1: because those are the only two that we actually had in stock of your list. Mm. And we just decided, fine, we'll, we'll do Sandman since neither one of us really wanted to, but we felt like we should, so.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry that I put you between a rock and a hard place. not
1: fans of the
3: art. We both tried yeah. it a long time ago. I didn't get through it the first time. Yeah. So this will force mm. me to read, read it and it. get yeah. through it. And maybe maybe I just, you know, was... But anyway, little... okay. So Orwellian. maybe saying, maybe Dark Knight for the yeah.
2: next
0: one. I'll say Orwellian for Avengers Twilight. Yeah. Man, it
2: just it, it makes me laugh so much that like I keep getting like everyone I talk to has brought up Dark Knight Returns in the last like week, like four different conversations Is that have the revolved one with the around that
0: big gigantic Batman. Is yeah. that where we meet
1: Stephanie? Where she's oh, or, uh, or Carrie. Carrie is Robin, whatever, where it has the iconic that jumping and the lightning strike in the background. Oh, uh, yeah, mm. that pose okay. with the
0: glasses, green goggles, glasses. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah.
1: But anyway, Avengers,
0: Twilight. Avengers, Twilight, go get it in your comic book store today
1: because I sold them all on Saturday. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try to get more back in stock. Uh, first one on my list then is Jackpot number one. This is a one shot, uh, for you know, now. Well, no, this one is one shot. Um, there will be more. If it doesn't suck, me, what me, if it sucks? Let me let me do my thing. Sorry. Sorry. Uh. So. Anyway. This is not the jackpot from 10 years ago. That was some oh, random girl that well, was just right. named jackpot. And everyone thought, oh, it's a redhead. It has to be Mary Jane. Jane. No, it's no, not. No, it's not. It's some other character that has like cancer or something. And they immediately killed her off at the end of the series. Oh, I didn't even I realize that. that. Yeah, they killed her off. Like Immediately. After she did her thing. You have
0: to wonder if that was like a like a test to see if like would the world be okay with MJ being a superhero? Not, like, not
1: at that oh, time. Oh, they're angry. Maybe. It's not Mary Jane. It's someone that happens to be a redhead that has a very similar body figure, and we're just okay, we're going on. Uh but well, no, this one actually is Mary Jane. Um she this has time. Yes. She has powers that She has Paul. I that I, I still don't understand really her powers that other than she mm-hmm. like it's like almost luck powers of, oh, yeah. I'm trying to, but not, she doesn't have control. It's not good luck or bad luck. It's just good luck, luck in random. General. It's like a slot machine where, okay, whatever <laughs> happens, because there are symbols that come up in whether she hits the jackpot or not of how good her powers are.
2: Yeah, it has to do with when they were in that alternate universe where Paul came from, or where Paul was stuck, I should say. Right. He was from our universe. He went over there and, shoot, I forget the name of the guy the the really bad guy that they fought the the villain huh? that no one cared about that's yeah. in
1: the Zebwell's story that he yeah. wrote yeah 15 years ago that they brought back and no one still cares
2: yeah yeah but when they were in that world like the mathematics of it like symbols had a lot more power and like just writing them out gave you powers like hieroglyphic symbols y- too yeah. yeah yeah and it had to do with math and the, so math is magic so
1: he drew symbols on her where Potentially, one of her powers could kill her yeah. if she if she gets all bankrupt, bankrupt yeah. signs or something. Yeah, that,
2: yeah, that's how mathematical probabilities work. Like you you've got the same chance of getting like rolling a zero as rolling a twenty on your d twenty. Right. But then the middle is a little better. And one one your thing classic I wrote bell curve. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. The sorry to steal your thunder a little bit, but what I wrote down was um, Paul made a limiter to basically make all her powers middle. Like so she'd be less likely to get the really good or the really bad powers. But if she's somewhere in the middle, she's safe, but she can only do so much. It's
1: like someone on bipolar medicine. And you don't have yeah. highs, and highs and low lows, you're just yeah. stuck in the middle. Well, yeah. She like gives that comparison too. Okay. Of like, I and at some point she's like, okay, uh, to fight this electro, I need to have the chance of potentially you know, going full power. So she takes yeah. off the limiter, of course, and it was a big surprise she doesn't die. And I say big surprise because to continue reading more of uh, Jackpot, it continues in Jackpot Black Cat number one uh, coming soon in a few months. I, so that's why this is a one shot for sure, because they're doing a spinoff series with her and uh, Black Cat later on.
2: I really hope that Black Cat makes another reference to her giant butt. In, in this one. Because when they last worked together and Mary Jane had to pretend to be Black Cat and dress up in her costume, I really liked the the joke they made where Black Cat was like, I can't believe your giant like, I can't remember what you said. Junkyard butt, something like yeah. that. Fit in my costume. <laughs> it was hilarious. But, Trust me.
1: But this is a one shot that's taking place during the gang war stuff that's been going on within Amazing Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. But it was a good job of for those of us that have read about Mary Jane and the Amazing Spider Man, it's like okay, well, why it's her actually becoming a superhero now. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those that don't know, then it does a good job introducing that. Has a quick backstory. Of, okay, well, this is how I got my powers. What's going on? That's what who this guy is, and it does pretty yeah. a pretty good job setting up the future of Mary Jane Jackpot.
2: Do you remember in Renew Your Vows what was Mary Jane's? Alternate universe sh- name there. Was that Spinneret or was she? No, that was the kid. The Spinneret was, okay. Yeah. I should know this. I'm sorry.
1: I think she was Spider-Girl. No. Spider-Woman even.
2: No. Not. Definitely uh, you not. You are dead I would wrong. remember that. It was either <laughs> Spinner.
1: Because right, Spinneret was, was the not, kid. was the not Mayday. Yeah, Anna. And yeah.
2: Annie. I know she wasn't Spider-Woman or Spider-Girl because I would have been so angry I would have remembered that.
1: Okay. I don't know. I anyway, will double check. that's jackpot sorry.
0: number one. Jared, what is your other pick of the week? Spinneret and Spiderling. So she was Spinneret. Okay. okay, I and the kid was spiderling. was spiderling. Okay, but she couldn't. Okay, but she couldn't get her her powers without her husband because yeah, she, they, they had were just the suits that were splitting. Would. So without it, him,
2: she's of, nothing. Yeah, instead of a limiter. Yeah,
1: <laughs> sorry, exactly. There's a siphon.
2: I, I'm okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am okay with this because that is 100 percent accurate.
1: She sucked his powers away from him.
2: <laughs> I'm sure you're you're used to this. <laughs> Women come in and suck the life out of men. I am willing to say that.
1: Jared,
3: please go. <laughs> uh, Nightwing 110 written by Tom Taylor. How's that? And I want to Oh, out, the,
1: cover. the cover. The cover is the meme. It's the the uh, real housewives uh when the they like one's yelling at, when pointing and they're looking at a cat as if on the table. That's, uh, let me see. Let me that's see the me meme.
2: See. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get it either.
0: Oh, that's perfect. I love it. If you remember last issue,
3: Damien is infected by the uh, Star-O Beast Boy. uh, Beast World event. Yeah, Beast World event. Is
1: that over? No. No, not yet.
3: Um, And he turns into a cat.
1: (laughs) Not only just a cat, but he has a new nickname.
3: Oh, we'll get there. His cat version has a new nickname. So Nightwing and Superboy uh, Jonathan Kent go to search for... Uh, Robin, because he's missing. Damien is missing, uh, and oh no. they come across the iceberg lounge, and there is a fighting pit that they're that the criminals, the underworld, is rounding up the animals that have or the people that have turned into animals Aww. and putting them into this pit to fight. It's Gladiator arena.
2: It's a dog ring.
3: It's so a, it's a dog ring. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. So they bring out Damien who is now a cat, and they announce players? him as Mister
1: Mittens, which is wonderful. Yes.
3: <laughs> Not only that, but I don't know if you caught, he has a cat collar with a jingle ball on it. Yes,
1: he has a bell and on it. And they a, focus on that. Every cat it tinkles hates that.
3: several times throughout the uh, issue. And that kinda, cracked me I up. I
1: asked if I noticed that when, the, and they specifically call out to that.
3: Yeah, tinkle. And then he gets hit, a, and next page, tinkle. And he, yeah. uh, uh, they show Damien taking the collar off and <laughs> everything. It cracked me up. They just played so much into this, and it was really well done. Um, and it was
1: self-contained, too, yeah. within the Beast World right. storyline, too.
3: Yep. Uh, this one has
1: been a lot of fun. Nightwing um, <laughs> just got done being a pirate. Yeah. So Yar. we're doing the Beast World stuff. Um, introduces a brand new supervillain. Yep.
3: Uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers on that. We'll let it go from there. Yeah. Uh, we'll stop there so I don't give any other spoilers. But uh, Damien being a cat and fighting into a gladiator pit was hilarious. The cover alone is worth getting. Yeah, the cover alone's worth it, 100%.
2: As someone who hates people to buy things just for the cover, right? So,
3: Adam, I know. But you're... this cover's worth it. Adam, I know
1: you're listening. Uh, you have to look up this. Uh, again, it's Nightwing, Nightwing
3: 110. You've got to check this one out. It's pretty great. It's awesome.
1: Uh, Laura, what's next on your picks? Of the Hold list? on. Oh. This is where. Oh, you said you were done. I had no. just thought of something on that. P.S. This is
3: the way comics should be written fun, enjoyable, and just absurd.
2: It's in the name, comic.
3: Right. So, I gotta give it to Tom Taylor. They did an awesome job. It's all yours.
2: <laughs> now to be disappointed because <laughs> so We're going
3: from top tier Nightwing to whatever, <laughs> yeah, top tier <laughs>
1: Dick Grayson.
2: <laughs> well, more than anything, I feel a little bad to steal this because I know both you and Adrian wanted to chime in. So I'm you- ready to be interrupted on Ghost Machine Number One.
1: I mean That's we're running along on time anyway so I'm okay with just making this my second pick as well. Okay. Uh, okay.
2: But yeah, this this was from this week. This is brand new this week. It is a a short a, a series of short stories to set up the shared image creator owned universe of Jeff Johns and like a million other people. Like there's a whole bunch of writers and artists on this and it it helps combine Geiger Let's see, Rook Exodus, Family Odysseys, Hornsby and Halo, Hyde Street, I'm probably missing a couple, like, oh, Redcoat. There are a whole bunch of characters that they're this is all world building, creating all these stories that are somehow going to I don't know that they'll necessarily intersect directly, but they're all meant to be in a universe where they could potentially all interact. And I loved Geiger from the start. I don't like... Uh, I want to say I don't know why, but it's sci-fi. It's radioactive, like...
1: Post-apocalyptic. That the is not... The trope has been done. That is though. not a
2: reason why I would like it. I actually hate post-apocalyptic well, everything. I thought you were
1: saying you don't know why you would like it, because it has this other stuff, but yet you still do. Oh, okay. I thought that's what you were okay. going for. Sorry.
2: Okay. Maybe. But yeah, like, I... I don't know why I love Geiger as much as I do, but I got a soft spot for Geiger. Oh, and Junkyard Joe. That's also referenced in here a little bit. Like, a few of these things have already been a little established, and now they're, like, really leaning into we want to create more things in this world, and this is where we're going with it. And this is, like, basically a little preview of about six, seven different issues that if you were at all interested in Geiger and the whole related universe get this story and read the little bits of everything else and honestly even if you're not interested in geiger these other stories are a whole different spin on everything they're not they don't seem post-apocalyptic so i'm i don't know how they're even how they going all together just, yeah. so
1: yeah from my understanding they're not all the same universe there are no. some books that are the same universe it
2: says shared universe shared it was very
1: owned universes so
2: oh uh,
1: the way I'm taking it as kinda like of how image are or Robert Kirkman runs S. Robert Kirkman runs Skybound, which mm-hmm. is his own little imprint within image. They're doing this one that's Ghost Machine is within image still as well. So yes, uh Geiger, uh, I was tricked. Pete uh Junkyard yeah. Joe and the Red coat are all for sure the yeah, same Yeah, those universe, definitely. Yeah. But the rest of them may not necessarily they could be, but this all the creator owned universes, like, oh, we're willing to play with each other, no problem. If we want to crossover, we can. We don't have to answer to a higher being. Right. But we have, we're putting our stamp of this good creator contest that, that's in this publication of Image Comics. So it's not just image that can be, you know, the quality can be fantastic or absolute awful. Sure. Guess. This is saying, no, we have a certain bar we're setting and we may work with each other, may not necessarily have to now.
0: Right. One of the things that I know we've complained about in the past is like issue 700 and it's kind of like this where it's got, four or five different stories it's extra thick and the stories kind of suck right but with this it's $5. i felt like and it's only five dollars yeah. five bucks and the stories weren't bad There were really great intros uh to stuff that we may or may not know uh i know junkyard joe's been around for a while and same with geiger and it seems like a retelling of geiger yeah a little or bit. something um but all the stories had a really great little intro and if you're going to do that with, like like I said, with issue 500, and you have all these little dumb stories that don't make any sense, instead, do it as your issue one and introduce everybody to it like they did here. Yeah. And, yeah, I thought and this I was enjoyed a great that. introduction. Mm-hmm.
1: And I like that after each story, it has a... FAQ about, okay, this is the character you saw, their first appearances, which some of yeah. them are within this book itself.
2: Yeah, I love that. How it's like, first appearance, here. Right.
1: <laughs> was well, the history of, like so it has the textual world building of those characters as well. What those reminded me
0: of the old uh, G.I. Joe and Transformers in the 80s, at the end of the issues, at a certain point, they started putting in... Like files of the characters, like first appearance, powers, personality types, and things like that. Kind of like Mm -hmm. a trading card, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, And even Marvel and DC, they did several indexes. Like, oh, this is the index of DC A through C. The next, the next issue two would be D through what? Like, so it's like that, but within this little bit itself. And admittedly, there was a couple of stories I was like, ah, I don't really care, but I like that it. it has a variety of tone and stories and art. Even like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really care about this one, but this other one that I didn't never heard of before. Now I want to read it because I enjoyed this story or whatever.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: My own, yeah. I guess. My biggest problem with this story, though, with this whole book, is some of these books aren't solicited yet. I'm like, oh man, come on, guys, but that's okay. It's just like the Rockefellers, like, oh, I kind of enjoyed that one, but it's like, and eh, we don't know when it's coming out yet, so don't forget about it whenever we do release it.
2: Oh, yeah, that is a shame.
0: Uh, what I did find interesting is that the kid in um, Hyde Street at the beginning of the book is, uh, at the beginning of that part of the issue, he's reading about the Rockefellers.
1: So, oh, and that's yeah. where I think yeah. with it's part of the shared universe is, where they can, okay, well, yeah, you can reference this other thing, too, because why not, and just for background <laughs> filler sort of stuff. So, yeah uh and they're and they're already selling merch for a goose machine all the yeah, back yeah. cover like all right get the hats get the t-shirts get the coffee mugs get everything so that coffee mug is pretty neat yeah I, I like I, it I think that'll be one of our uh books we need to read eventually is junkyard Joe since we did read Geiger yeah and junkyard Joe was in that to universe check it out. yeah but it is self-contained as well I'll so. have to stop
3: in and pick that up tomorrow I was uh, debating on pulling the trigger today but i wish i would have now that you guys describe the it like
1: good that. news is uh image and ghost machine they are putting a lot behind it so uh, we actually did stock quite a bit of them as well okay So i'll
3: stop tomorrow and grab some yeah
1: any other things we mentioned with ghost machine it's like what it was it five or six stories that are in this um, like I 12? want to
2: say six or eight, honestly. <laughs> okay.
1: I there was,
0: was a Geiger, unnamed, unnamed timeline who is unnamed, Exodus, Family uh, Odysseys. Okay, so they broke it down into the four universes: the unnamed, Rook, Exodus, Family Odysseys, and Hyde Street.
2: But then there were a couple but stories in like, each of those. Yeah, too.
0: it looks like they Geiger, Redcoat Red Redco are in the unnamed universe.
2: I think Exodus is as well. Or is it? I it doesn't seem like it. So. A... Okay, my dad, bad. Exodus yeah. is its own thing.
0: And then the but Rocket Feller like and fit Hornsby and Halo seem like they're in the same thing. And, and
1: then Hyde Street and Hyde Street are in the okay. same.
2: So about 7? It's the number Maybe? I'm coming up with yeah. at the moment.
1: With a lot. In four different universes. So that, yeah. that that's that's pretty impressive still. Like oh they're I mean, yes, Geiger is the only one that has been going on before this. That like, okay.
2: Uh, no. Junkyard. Well, no. Junkyard that's, Joe is part, part of, of Geiger. Geiger huh? Yeah. My bad. So like, I, I feel like they referenced Red Code at some
1: point before. I don't remember it. Or
2: maybe they referenced that they were going to bring it up in Ghost Machine. I know I heard something about this coming, because I think I subscribed us to this. Could,
1: it could have been a uh, thing that was mentioned. In, I bet it was mentioned at the previous Geiger two-issue series. I think it yeah. was mentioned in that. Because it even has the unnamed universe timeline, where it shows Red Coat starts in 1776. Then the present day, 25 years from now, Like it shows the whole timeline of everything. Which well, is pretty cool.
0: And the calendar has a lot of April and then and beyond shows the Devour title, First Ghost, Hornsby and Halo, Hyde Street, the Rockefellers and the Soulless, um, after April.
2: Yeah, I think I didn't read anything about the Soulless.
0: Yeah, I don't think I did either. I don't yeah, remember that one in here as well.
2: well. Is this universe also that... um, The book we read a little while ago about vampires who are like trapped in this special cage that's actually kept really close to the sun...
1: Oh, I know which one you're talking about.
2: Is that this universe, too?
1: I don't think so. Okay. That, cause, no, that was the uh, Snyder stuff. The okay. Dark Beyond, I think is what it was called. The Dark Beyond universe or something like that.
2: Okay. I knew that they were trying to like put it in a special universe and other things were going to happen around that, too. Which, I can't remember if it was this universe. I mean, good on college this right now,
1: Multiple publishers doing their own, like, okay, we're not just doing one issue, one issue, or one story, one story. Like, we're actually building universes amongst our own stuff, which I think is pretty cool. Like, because you, you can still read a lot of them independently of each other, or you yeah, can follow the whole universe.
2: I feel like a lot of people, either they love those Easter eggs, or they don't notice it, and they don't care, and that's fine. Right. So... Might as well cater to the people who love it when they're like, oh, I, re- I see that this refers to something else that I love.
1: Well, I think it shows a more concentrated effort from the publisher. Like, no, we're not just printing out whatever any, you know, for no reason at all. Like, we have a plan to go forward with this property. Like, we're not just going to do one volume and you'll never read it again. We're invested into the property. That's
0: exactly what I was about to say about the website. I'm kind of scrolling through it right now. And it seems like, no, we're putting a lot of eggs in this basket. Yeah. They they are def- they are definitely they're committed to it. Committed,
1: yes, and yeah. Uh, are there any other issues, Adrian? You want to mention real quick? Cobra Before-
0: Commander was awesome. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. If you like GI Joe, if you like if you like Duke,
0: if you like the current Transformer stuff, the Energon universe, the Energon universe, which also includes uh, Void Rivals, which okay, that is about right now the weakest title for me. Because I, we're like six issues in and I still have no idea what the heck is going on. Yeah. It's it's a Romeo, Juliet, their story in the sense that they are captive and it seems like they're falling in love with each other and they're going to kill each other, maybe, but then maybe not. And we meet Jetfire and we meet a Quintesson and okay, who just, cares? Just briefly though. Like, like they just show up and then they right. kill, they they're like, oh, you revived me. Thank you. Bye. Okay. And, and now what? Bring me back to life. Right. And so
1: I But Cobra is a flashback story
0: too. Cobra is a flashback. It gives an origin to Cobra Commander. It sets up the, the 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 relationship he'll have with the Dreadnoughts, which could be good or bad. Um if you watched, unfortunately, if you watched the 80s animated movie, you have an idea of who these characters are. If you didn't Good you may not care, and they may get explained later, which is fine.
1: That's it. I didn't, and I didn't care. I enjoyed the book as it was.
0: Yeah. Uh, the art is super fun. Yeah, again, it reminds me of the, um, not quite like the animated series, the Batman animated series from the 90s, but kind
1: of. Inspired by.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. All right.
2: <laughs> uh, another quick pick I want to throw out there. Basically, I just want to read off my poll list almost. Um, Dune, House of Harkonnen came out this week, issue 12. Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, Issue 4, is out. Um, We did Gang War, Spider-Woman, which I hated Spider-Woman before for a lot of reasons, but now those are the reasons why I'm excited to read this book, which is kind of (laughs) ironic.
1: (laughs) I was right to hate you for making this decision.
2: Yeah, but um, yeah, an Amazing Spider-Man, Gang War, also um, number 42, Ah, I one thing I want to mention on this one, especially since it's on the cover. At first I thought the Beatle got venomized. I, I totally was, thought that at first too. I, but I I Isn't just missed like issues and apparently she just has a new suit. Like I Who is I, it? it? Beetle. Yeah. The the she Beetle. Oh. Um Janice Sheetle. Lincoln, um Tombstone's Tomb- daughter.
1: Oh
0: yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah, the right.
2: fiance of And Oshu she's not venomized. She no, it's no. not Robbie. Randy. Randy 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 Robertson. Robbie's son. Yeah, he almost got married a little while ago. I don't okay. know if you read that one. Oh, it off, it yeah. ended poorly. It
1: kicked off the gang war. Yep.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. pretty much. But yeah, so she got a new suit, and I missed when she got the new suit, because I I couldn't find our books until uh, today. So now I need to catch up. I on. read it, but I
1: forgot, because yeah. I mean, it's just things happen. I was like, yeah. oh, if she have, oh, that's right. As soon as everyone's like, that's right. She just got a new costume. That's like, oh, I'm more serious now. How do I show I'm more serious? Spikes. Black
2: black and spikes but yeah that's why i thought she was venomized i was like at first especially because last week we had that giant size spider-man number one that's actually the miles morales and venom issue and i was like oh they're doing a bunch of venom stuff this week right no they Mm -hmm. are not i was just confused because she's in all black that's all (laughs) So yeah, quick picks that weren't Uh, very quick. Real quick picks. Titans 7,
3: Wonder Woman 5, and Titans Beast War number 5 Which I
1: think Beast World, there's only one more issue, I think. I I think think so. We're coming down to
3: the end of it. Um, All three were great. They just weren't my picks. And Uh, two of those three were Tom Taylor. Yeah. So. Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor is knocking it out of the park. What can I say? He has been for a while. Tom
2: Taylor is so awesome that I've been confusing other Toms in the... in the universe with him and i get excited for them too
1: <laughs> yeah because it was tom king <laughs>
2: yep th- i was like i i still don't even remember what the book was but there was an advertisement i was like oh tom anybody i must need to read this book and I then i immediately forgot the name was, of it
1: anyway uh, oh it was the dc book like mm-hmm. blackheart street or something like that i think that was the ad that you're asking me about yeah, yeah i um, think
3: tom king was the one who did wonder woman
1: it, it was on the cover
3: it's got King on the cover. It
1: probably is Tom King. There's yep, credits. there it is. Tom King. There yep, I thought so. Uh, so with that, let's move on to our book club book of the week, and that is Pulp <laughs> by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. If you don't want spoilers on this, Jared, what are we reading And our, our next Sandman, episode?
3: Sandman, which is in a month, pretty much.
1: It's in four weeks, yeah. Yep, four
3: weeks. Um, preludes. Seaman, yeah, it's got Preludes. I guess it's the pre uh, make Prequel. Prequel,
1: whatever. Yeah. So it's the beginning of the same yeah. universe.
2: Yeah, I, when this first came out, I was like, oh, I want to get in on this. But somehow it never got put on my pull list, which kind of me off at the time. But it, it was really, it was great because, yeah, I, preludes makes you think that this should be the first one. But it's not chronologically the first one.
1: Anyway, uh, so, Paul. Oh, I still and- think that's crap i and Sean Phillips. I. So I picked this book for us uh, mostly because we didn't come up with anything last episode. <laughs> and we have a whole bunch. We have a whole Sean Brubaker or Sean. Yeah. Sean Brewbaker section. Sean, yeah. Uh, Ed Baker, Sean Phillips uh, display. I was like, well, one of these got to be good. Sure. And <laughs> you hit it out of the park. I was yeah, like, Let's this was try this great. one.
3: I don't know if you caught it earlier, but I was ready to jump into this right at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, right? I really <laughs> enjoyed this. It was not what I
1: expected. No, uh, not, not at, at all. At, I was fully not ready, like, at all. Full on. Okay, let's go. Let's go. It's a Western. Yeah. Based off the cover. And what do they say about judging books by the cover?
0: Do they it. Don't do Every it. Time. <laughs> Every time.
1: Every time. Because if, it, if it's on the cover, then it should be in the story, which the back yeah, cover is accurate, I guess.
0: You know, we, we and we've talked a little bit about that with comics. It's like, you're supposed to judge the books by their cover, and as far as
1: comics are are
0: concerned. From a
1: certain point of view, it ultimately was a Western.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, well. Agreed. Not, I don't think from a certain point it was a Western.
2: I mean... Past tense. Emphasis on past sure, tense.
1: Right, sure, yeah. This reminded
3: me of a Clint Eastwood movie. because
1: most, of the, But most of the story, it takes place in New York City, which is the opposite <laughs> of a uh, Western. Right. That's the East Coast. Yep.
0: It's well,
2: a mafia Western.
0: Which I think kind of hits to kind of what he was romanticizing in the books, that, in the stories that he was reading. Story, I love that stories that he was writing. He was that he was writing, writing I'm yeah. sorry. And was living, and that the mob kind of operates very, you know, guns blazing. You know, mm-hmm. this is business; it's not personal. Um, we're just doing what we're doing, right? And and that seemed what he was romanticizing in 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 the stories he was writing. And I loved that this even felt like. The old readers' digest stories that I would read when
1: I was younger. You, you said mob, but actually, was there's no mob involved in this all? It felt mobby. I, I'm sorry, you're right. By mob, you meant Nazis, oh, The Nazis, <laughs> the yeah. Nazis, doubles. This doubles.
3: book had doubles. a lot of stuff in it. Um, it so had start, cowboys, uh, let's, let's a comic be, uh, book writer, Pinkerton men, Nazis poverty i mean this book had that's great so yeah what
1: (laughs) and we loved it (laughs) threw me off at the very beginning is okay you know opening up uh you know i can tell stories of where it started one of one of the day i almost died the third time and then it jumps to uh, new york city february 1939 i was like I'm sorry. What? Because the next page is a western, like that. Right. It's a western. That, that was not New York in 1939. No. <laughs> no, not at all. And you find out quickly after that. Oh, this is a comic book that he was writing. Not a comic book. Uh, kind of like a like a. No, it was a comic. It was book. a comic book. It was it was a magazine. Six gun western. Oh, that's it. The, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the comic books were magazines then. Sure. So and.
2: Based on his life is what the impression I got.
1: Yes. Yes, he was basing it on his
3: life. Now, he which you don't get at first. And
1: his publisher yeah. didn't know that it was based off his life either. Right. And yeah. he's like, oh, you're just a writer that you're writing stories, and here we go about uh, what was the... The,
2: the uh, Red Rock Kid.
1: Thank you, yes. So they're like, oh, you're about that. And you find out later, oh, this is about his brother and himself when they actually, growing up, he robbed people and... They murdered folk and ran away. Which even kind
0: of talks to kind of what we probably see in our own head, right? So he, he talks about this in 1895, right? Just one number change, 1895, 1930, 99. something, 39, right? Not that really that far from each other, but there still would have been kind of Western things happening back in those years. And so him moving to New York, New York doesn't seem, so far fetched, like well, so I
3: have a he correction could, real yeah. quick. It was the Red River Kid in the comic. Oh, yeah, in real oh. life, he changed his name, it was the Red Rock Kid, but he covered it up by saying Red River Kid in the comic book. Well, and uh, yeah, because he technically is still wanted,
2: mm-hmm. well, sure, and, and that's how one of the guys finds him.
1: Yep, and he wrote the he was he was writing these books in 1939 and he was 60 years old Fish. in this. So you figure, okay, if he's writing about his 20s, that'd be the 40 years ago. So that'd be late 1800s. Right, yep, right. Yep, 1890s. So it wouldn't be like, and I don't think, when I think of the Wild West, I don't Wait. think late 1800s. Uh, yep, right. Uh, like, no, I'd say like, okay, 18, 1860s, 60s, 50s, like yeah. pre-Civil War stuff. Yeah.
3: I think shortly after the Civil War, but a lot of Western movies, like The Outlaw of Josie, uh, The Outlaw of Josie Wales was set right after the Civil War. You know, so there's sure. a lot of westerns that are right after the Civil War, right? So,
1: so and then yeah, that's the thing It's like okay, so he was at the tail end of the Wild West when sure. he was doing this tomfoolery <laughs> shenanigans, and I love how he started out like oh, and then you know after this issue. Then the the two bandits they run off to the uh, to Mexico and the next issue is going to be them living their lives and you know being cattlemen and stuff like that and the post like no one cares about that no one cares about you're that. you're fired effectively like we're having this, someone else write these yes. stories now right kid come in and yeah take and
2: over. and of course which was
1: his um, nephew the editor's the, ed- nephew yeah, the, yep. the nepotism the odors nep- the no it's yeah, the it, editor's because it, it wasn't editors. this kid it wasn't this guy's nephew it was someone it was yeah, his it was. boss's nephew I thought no it was his. Was
3: it his? Yeah, he said, this is my yeah, I nephew. I think so. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, and I don't
2: think the brother thing was right either. They were partners, but it wasn't his brother. I'm like 99 no, His brother got
3: gunned down. Because yeah. they were running. when
1: Because there were three of them when they were younger. Yeah. Brother yes. doing it. The brother got shot. He should have died, but he somehow survived on the horse. Yeah. And him and his partner ran off to Mexico. Heck, Randall. Him and his partner ran off to Mexico. Yeah. His partner died Spite. in Mexico. He came back. Yeah. And right. Right. They don't really, they don't really touch on like, oh, he had a wife and kid, and something happened, and now they're not in the picture anymore, right? But yes. he's living in New York with his new girlfriend, life partner. Because oh. it seems almost, almost seems like a nurse. I mean, because there seems to be an age difference, right? But I
2: thought they got married. I guess maybe I don't I think I missed he that ever part. says
1: wife because he specifically at the end goes to a lawyer to make sure that she inherits everything. If it was. If it was marriage, then the, that naturally would have happened anyway. So when he mm. signed stuff Yeah, I don't over, think it. they were married.
2: It, well, e- even if you're married, there's there's issues. Which reminds me, Alex, we need to set up our wills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: just so you know. Put Jared as the beneficiary, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yep. Well, he's never uh,
1: wearing a ring on his hand, too. So okay. we'll let to give that. Yep.
2: Maybe.
3: Um, she yeah, was um, the... Uh,
2: I think that she Custodian? Took, yeah, the custodian yes, of the yeah. apartment complex where they lived. And they both spoke and, Spanish together. Yeah. And he struck up conversation and enjoyed talking to her, and they they got along. They hit it off.
3: Um, I They were struggling financially, and they had cut his pay. But uh, as he was in the subway, he uh, sees a Jewish man getting picked on. And he tries to help, but... Picked does not do that justice. No, I'm keeping it clean. Like, this is a hate crime. It's a hate crime. Full on. Uh, But uh, uh, he gets beat up and mugged, and they steal all of his payday money.
1: $120? Yep. Yep. Which was already less than what he was expecting. Right. But that's still, like, a month's worth of salary to live off of.
3: Right. But he has a heart attack during that attack so he's in the hospital and that's when he when he comes out of the hospital he basically loses his job because they're like oh man in your condition we've got to protect our investment so we have right. another writer for this this comic series to move on and there's you know just so much that's going down for him that he decides to try to rob a uh, um a payroll pretty much of something mm-hmm. i don't exactly know
0: what it was like a theater payroll yeah. or something Yep. So uh, and, he, uh, he goes after the the armored car. Yeah,
3: but uh, the, the cash drop. Mm-hmm. The they Yep. Which I thought this was great. One of the Pinkerton men that was after him is the one who stopped him. He's like, "Hey, don't do that. They'll they'll shoot you before you do even you, jump mm-hmm. off the curb. Do you want to die? Right. Yeah.
2: Jeremiah Goldman.
3: Don't do this crime. I've got another crime we can commit. So yeah. The Pinkerton man is gonna commit a crime. And their dynamic together is what kind of made it for me. Yeah. It's them going back and forth. Well, I almost caught you back in so-and-so, you know. But uh, And then my bosses wanted me to go to wherever, but I knew you were in Mexico, you know. So there's a lot of great dynamic
1: with this. It was like a classic buddy cop Mm -hmm. partnership.
3: Yeah. And they're going to steal. Like the inverse. Yeah. (laughs) A buddy criminal partnership. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But uh, they are going to steal... Money from Nazis, Nazi sympathizers who are in America, who are basically sending money over to Germany from America to fund Hitler's war. And, and
1: this, is before, this is before World War II actually started. It's while well, Hitler is amassing power within yeah, Germany before he invades.
3: Early 1930s no, 1939 no, Thirty nine. Oh, is it thirty
1: nine? Yeah. And World okay. War II officially starts in thirty nine. Okay. The invasion oh, yeah. of Poland,
3: I believe. Yes. Okay, I didn't so it's, catch it's that. Before, I thought I thought it was before that. Okay. Uh, But uh, they're going to rob the Nazis and go from there. But the Pinkerton Man has a bit of an ulterior motive to do this because there isn't actually cash in that vault. Um, It's knowledge. It's It's knowledge. It's who is donating to the Nazis Nazis from America. So, uh, at the end or towards the end, they're reading a newspaper, and a big bank executive uh, has to resign because he's caught uh, doing uh, or donating to the Nazis and everything. And you know, basically, they were canceling a bunch of people at that time.
0: What I found about rightfully so. What what kind of confused me? I had an issue with that because we're stealing money. But we're not really stealing money. We're stealing information.
1: I used the money as an excuse to have a partner because I couldn't do it by myself.
0: Yes.
3: He said we're going
0: to steal money. Right. He lied to him. Right. Yes. So it's like, okay, is he a bad
1: guy? Yeah. Yes. He lied
0: to his buddy, or not his buddy. He is lied, he a good he lied guy? to his friend.
1: He lied to a criminal. A friend of me. Yeah. He's, lied, he's lying to a criminal murderer. Yeah, yeah, sure.
3: Pretty much. He, There's the, pretty much the, it. But
1: he's, he's also
2: a criminal murderer, I think. Uh, no, no. He, no, he's a, a he oh, full-on spy. Yeah. He's going okay. in to
3: get the knowledge to uncover a conspiracy to fund Hitler's war.
0: Sure. Yeah.
3: So I think- So he's using of,
0: it, a criminal who knows how to steal stuff from people. Sure. And I think part of that was what kind of- I, I, I think they wrote it specifically. They they give him a job. They, they kind of- Uh, screw him over, Uh, he's having this hard... You you are supposed to feel bad for... um, The protagonist. Why can't I think of his name? Yeah. The old guy. Uh, Oh, crap. You are supposed to feel bad so that when the betrayal happens, you have this kind of like, well, you are a bad guy, but you have a life. Yeah. And you found love, and you went to Mexico... And you ran away to New York. Max Winters is the thing, yes. yes. And but he's stealing from the Nazis, which is good. But uh, that betrayal kind of felt me wibbly wobbly.
1: Like I feel okay with it, and I'm not okay with it. There's a lot of layers to it that are supposed to make you feel conflicted in different ways. Right. Ultimately. I'm glad you're doing this. However, you are still a bad guy. Like, it doesn't forgive your no. your, your history of killing it's people a, and robbing people. It and is
3: a cop who is doing a mission at this point, finding a somebody. Cop. A former cop. whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. But whatever. No, no, it's finding, important. It's important to be a former.
3: But in his mindset, he's still, like, you're still that person. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. still, he's still that, and, he's doing that job.
1: And he's still looking out for his fellow people too right for other jewish right. people he's that are
3: protecting and serving yeah you know but uh he's using a bad guy that no one else knows who this person is and what he's done he does he knows he's a murderer he robbed train trains and stagecoaches and stuff like that there's history there yes but he knows who that bad he's a bad guy so he uses him and his skills to get this information he's kind
1: of like punisher where he's deputizing himself to go about and doing this greater good. Yes. Of, of stopping these guys. Yes. Like, well, mm-hmm. I, I have no authority in any way, shape, or form. But However, I'm still going to do the
3: right thing and get right. this information. Uh, out.
1: No matter what the cost may be to my personal yeah. well-being.
0: That. I think that's what I enjoy, too. Max is doing this, and he's he has his first heart attack, and then while he's doing this, you almost feel like he's coming back to life. Like, that was his mm. real life. Yeah. That's yeah. what brought him the most joy. And maybe not even the killing or the stealing was what brought him joy, but the adventure. Well, yeah. I need
1: to be an adventure. And he's not just robbing just because he wants money. He's trying oh. to look out for his caretaker partner. What's her name? Right. So Rosa. He's, Rosa, he's, yeah. so Rosa. So he doesn't leave her with nothing. So he's doing it for altruistic value for that standpoint, sure. too. He's like, sure. I'm not just robbing just because. And I love how they go back. Like, well, when we originally robbed, we weren't robbing just because. Also, we were robbing the rich people that could afford it. No big deal. That he were, felt like a Western. Well, not uh, just that. Robbing he was things. robbing Probably, yeah.
3: from the people. It's they owned uh, a house, and there was two uh, fighting, um,
2: like ranchers, ranchers,
3: and competitors. They They're, were trying to get that land right. that they owned, yeah. so they burnt their house down. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, fine, we're just going so to kill and rob from you all over the again, place. Again, Punisher-esque of like, yeah. you sure. killed
1: my family's livelihood. I'm going to rob going from to you. you. I don't mm-hmm. care who
3: I kill but, from your team.
1: But he then even went on going for like, oh, we that's where we started, but we still went further and further than what our yeah, original sure. purpose. Right. Our morals were and, like, oh, we... We got lost in the gray of it all, and we, yep. we were What's bad one guys. more? Yep.
3: What's one more? And then right. that's where the Pinkerton comes in, and he's like, I know you're a bad guy. Like, you did a lot of bad things. If
1: you would kill the people that attacked your household and been done, we we probably that never been on a radar, yeah. but you kept escalating more and more right. and more, going into the darker side of sure. just the vengeance. And that's why I like yeah, it, because um, there was lots of layers, and like, oh, you're wrong, but I see why you're doing it. Sure. And- well, and we don't understand the Wild West, so
0: it it's wild. almost like we know it in movies, and stuff. right? But we, we don't also know what ha- it was like. We also have to assume that there weren't rules out it, there. It was the lawless. It was, it was yeah, extent yeah, sure, yep. but uh, if it was according to who?
2: Yeah, exactly. That
3: if you said something insulting to me, I could kill you, and there's you know, that, who's, was, yeah, that was yeah, the, who's, who's gonna, I'd walk yeah. away and there go, go grab a snack. snack.
2: The rules of the duel, right? Like you, ten paces. You shoot. Or that, that's
1: two paces because the other guy is too trusting and I want to kill you. Yeah. Like.
2: yeah. And the wanted posters, like you wonder who really officially put that up and how fast did it get disseminated? Like, Sometimes people got away with murder because they were just faster than the person announcing there was a right. murder. Well,
1: and if I murder you, let's say in Lima, but there is no state or federal control over it. Well, okay, well, according to Lima, you're a bad guy, but okay, well, I am living in Wapak now. They don't see sure. any problem with that. Right? Like, there's no extradition unless you grab me and bring me over to that section. Like, yep. and that's how the West was because there was no states or part of the federal. They were. All. They
0: were just ginormous. Well, the Louisiana Purchase.
1: I was seen a lot of the west at the time it was the wild west because there was no Correct. structure structure or government really it was like no it's territories so who's in charge eh. Eh. yep um so uh
3: the pinkerton guy he lives in an apartment complex and yep. he's constantly seeing his neighbors um i don't remember the names but there's a, a girl and her Janelle, brother something so like that. the pinkerton he, is
1: jeremiah goldman
3: yes goldman and, Goldman, who is Jewish, and that's yes. why he's doing so much for uh, the cause against the Nazis because they're enslaving or, you know, they're they putting his people in the concentration camps. But uh, she, her, the girl's brother is constantly beating her, and he finally oh. stands up to her and puts a stop to it or tries to, and her brother pushes uh, him down the stairs. He dies from that.
2: And the woman's name was Franny. 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 See, I did yep. find that.
3: Yep, um, and this is kind of where the book ends.
1: Looking where uh, Max looking for Arnie Weber. Yep,
3: Arnie Weber, who uh, is
1: the brother that yes. that killed him. Yep. Uh, he's and it's a bar with a whole bunch of na- uh, swastikas around. Sure. It's a full on Nazi bar. So
3: he goes full cowboy mode and goes into the bar, uh, full of Nazis, and just starts blasting. Exactly, like the, and, and, and suicide suicide, suicide mission oh, full and full. Sure. But he's mm-hmm. taking as many Nazis yep. as he can.
0: Full and, cowboy, and that's kind of what I—I I think that is—that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. That he's almost brought back to life with this adventure, right? Yeah, that he's—he's he's immortalized. He—he he ends his life in a wild west style. Like, look, I'm taking Guns justice in my own hands, which yep. was probably how it was done then. And it's wrong for you to beat on your sister, wife. It was Sisters. sister, the sister. Was
1: beat, the guy was being up a sister,
0: and you killed my friend. Now you're dead, yeah. but I've done bad things too, so I so, should do this because I know well, I'm not going to get out of this. And
1: I'm going to take a bunch of bad guys with me. Well, right. point, He had two heart attacks. Like, I don't want to die just sitting doing nothing. Like I want to go. I want my life to mean something. Right? Which he is, didn't
2: want to die walking up two flights of stairs.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: Which is also funny because he ends up living in New York, and he's the most dead there, and he could have arguably been the most alive out in the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Well. The adventure, the old man, he wants to die in the adventure. Right. He wants to go out with his boots on, as it were. Yeah. And so I, I love the ending. Um, and, and I even like that he quotes uh, Goldman, that the the monsters shouldn't be in charge, but they are, something like that.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, so, with that, uh, <laughs> Pulp, one to five, one being off of five being great. Jared, what would you rate it?
3: I go five. This was amazing one of the best uh western comic book style i've I think i think i've ever read
1: laura what would you read it
2: i'm not gonna lie i when i first finished it i was more of a three like i was like eh, it's it's good it's, i i do like a story where the main character is a grumpy old man <laughs> he, he gave me some jay Jonah jameson vibes and sure. i, I love that and any story um I think I am still going to stick with like a 3, maybe a high 3. Um talking with you guys made it seem more like a 4, but I think I'm still going to stick with my 3. Not your, stick two to three. your guns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I as much as I I liked it, I I didn't like that he did die in the end. Like that that made me a little sad. It's like, "Oh, he he didn't win."
1: He didn't right after the sunset.
2: I I know that he he but, got what but, he wanted, but he didn't It wasn't like happily ever after. And I like my Disney stories.
0: Sure. Okay. But didn't he win, though? He He, went out exactly the way he wanted. He
2: got what he wanted, but to me it wasn't a win. Like uh, He may have won. He liked what he did. He was okay with it. But it I'm wasn't sure of that, but I wasn't okay with it. Okay. And it's my my grade, yeah. my rules.
0: And didn't he actually go out <laughs> in the guns. sun like pew, pew, uh, yeah. because the what he's doing? Well, but
1: the, the traditional writing off in of the sunset, like oh, the happily ever after,
0: right? But that's exactly what he was doing in those short stories was romanticizing the Wild West. Lying about what it is, mm-hmm. writing about what he knew. And then he tried to do the- what he showed was no, this is what the Wild West was like mm-hmm. killing Nazis, as it were, killing the bad guys, taking justice into it. There was no writing off into the sunset. It was just gruesome. It was just.
2: I'm a brutal. girl, I want the romance, <laughs> I
3: don't want the reality. Hey, that's okay, no, I'm <laughs> just I'm just saying. Um, no, but that's a good take on it,
1: though. That, reminds me of the you know. that's why I said it. movie, I think it was Parenthood, like, you never spiked the ball. Well, like, at the end of the game, like, the game never truly ends, there's always another day, it continues on, like, there is no running off to the sunset, the end, like, no, there's the next day still. Sure. So that's what this was, like, no, no, this is the end, the end. The end.
2: Yeah. He spiked that ball. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what I thought was
0: interesting was, he's writing these short stories and like i said earlier uh, it reminds me of the short stories in 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 like readers digest and this was only like 70 pages long yeah it was mm-hmm. point a point b yeah, it some was stuff the in the show. middle it was really short uh and but it it
2: it did its job
0: it, it
4: did flowed,
1: its job I yeah it, it, it flowed, really, flowed well. really well i read mm-hmm. it in like 45 minutes yeah. just one sitting just all the way through like, mm-hmm. oh cool this was good yeah uh, yeah
2: i almost wondered if that was a little bit of it too like it was short enough that I almost wanted a little more, but I can see like it it was perfect the way it was, but I I was a perfect three
1: for what it was.
0: Yeah, (laughs) perfect
1: three. (laughs) And the good thing is it's twelve ninety nine, so it's not even like a full fifteen dollar graphic novel. It's priced adequately. I I gave it a a a
0: five and I I didn't enjoy the art like I do with other books. I will agree. But like with the faction uh, Hawkeye, it fits any other art would have not done this book justice. <coughs> would not have done this book justice.
3: Yeah. I, if it was clean art, it wouldn't have yeah, worked.
0: Yeah, right.
1: and, and they've done other books, uh, the Reckless Universe stuff, which is a lot of PI, murder investigation stuff, and I'm not a huge fan of that art. But for this one, because it was such a short, self-contained story, I was like, okay, It worked for this. Mm -hmm. And
3: the art changes from when it's either him doing a flashback, oh yeah, writing the comic, or him in the real world as the old man. It was easy to tell what was a flashback and what wasn't. It was was so easy to to follow that. Some books struggle with that. I love that about this book. That was one of my... I can't talk enough about that. I love that you didn't
0: know it was a flashback until he kind of... Yeah, you are in it. Wait a minute. Is he talking about his own life? Because at first,
1: right. they, oh, that's just the comic oh. book he's drawing right. and he's right. writing and Oh
3: talking no, about it. it's his oh. life. Yeah.
1: So uh I'm gonna give it a five out of five also. Um just because yeah, the pacing was well done. It's a quick read and priced adequately, I think, for the content and everything too. Agreed. Um Yeah, I, I and what I really enjoyed was uh, at the very end, Ed Brubaker is like, Okay, so I know um you got, some people may complain like, Oh, were there really Nazis in the United States back then? They're like, yeah, and here's proof of it. Like here's the local printings from the different uh, newspapers talking about how the Nazis had a rally at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Like Oh,
2: th- that wasn't in the book I read.
1: And Yeah, it wasn't in the digital copy. Uh, so that, like, that's
3: cool.
2: I find it really ironic. Usually you don't that they read put the put back that in there. matter. <laughs> No, no, I find it ironic that usually Alex gets to the end and he's like, I'm it done.
1: It's only like two paragraphs. And for sure. me, yeah. well, I want to read it too because the current Captain America story, they talk about the Nazis in, in New York City. Also, it's like, oh, they're just making this up thats an Elseworld thing. Oh, no, 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 that actually happened. I never knew that sure. because none of my history classes taught about Nazis in the United States. No during the uh, late 30s right before world war ii so mm. i was like, oh that's think just
3: about just around here all the small german communities i grew up in a small german community i don't know what side of the war they were on right you know
1: so when i saw that the back book was like huh no it does exist they
3: were on the good guy side <laughs> americas exist. but you know
1: so but yeah uh,
0: and not every german is a nazi
1: right nope yep um kurt vonnegut but, yeah, I, I I was glad it had that, too. Was right. Like, mm-hmm. Cool. So now the Captain America book I'm reading also, like, oh, well, it's not just a Hail Hydra alternate universe where sure. there were Nazis in New York. No, no. It's got a there little were.
3: bit of a splash of reality in so, it.
1: So, well, just, it is an extra f- feel for looking at Captain America stories now of, like, okay, yeah. when Steve Rogers was a kid, yeah, there were Nazis around where he lived. It wasn't just joining the war just to join the war. Like, he saw some of the hate crime stuff going on. In his homeland, like in his hometown, and everything so it was cool to see that extra history within there. And fr- Br- yeah, Brewmaker's like, No, no, before you all throw a fit about this, here's stuff that happened, sure, and like mm-hmm. cutting it off at the past, sort of thing. So, uh, so as a reminder, Jared, what are we reading for the next episode of the podcast? Sandman,
2: you always pick on Jared,
1: I'm just making sure he's ready. Uh, <laughs> I'm four. So now we're moving Heroes on to the, the final week. segment of the podcast, which is Heroes of the Week, comic book or otherwise. Can I say
0: one last thing? Sure. No. Actually, one last thing almost. Uh, you just did. It felt good to end um, my time with you guys with such a really great book. Um, this will probably be my last episode with you guys. So um, it's been fun. Yeah. Thank you. It, it's really great that we started four years ago on this those today <laughs> irony today uh not planned uh just um Can't time be to go. coincidence yep. yeah 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 we'll, we'll miss you thanks um
2: yeah yeah it's i'm been not fun gonna lie you. when you showed up today I didn't know you were coming and I was like oh thank god so I don't have to cover so much like you cover <laughs> a quarter of the role easily oh, yeah so like we will miss you thank you and Thank you're you. welcome back anytime. You know when, You oh, know where we are and when we do this. Maybe I'll do a Just disappearance
1: short. or something. And going forward, my editing will only be like an hour and, hour and 15 versus <laughs> almost two hours, which we're at. So.
2: See? That's what I said. So maybe you're the- here to talk, and we appreciate <laughs> it because we're a podcast.
1: Put so. a mic in front
0: of me, and you won't get me to shut up.
1: But yeah, uh, with that, we'll also we'll maybe changing formats in the near future-ish, uh, possibly doing live video casting stuff. So, oh, good. You guys do not want to see what I look like. So, uh, apparently yeah, apparently we all agree. It's something <laughs> I, 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 but it's something I've talked to Mark with about since he's no longer doing his uh, Wednesday night live shows on YouTube or anything. Oh, he's we, not. We, so we, we <laughs> you, may, you notice, we may start, depending on our right. internet situation and everything, we may start taking over that and right. doing live podcasts on YouTube and still keeping it recorded as the previous format for everything else, too. Cool, cool, so, very cool. Uh, I just have to get logistics down and, equipment and all that fun Just stuff. Just do it. Well, no. I, I want to make sure internet internet's strong enough to support that. I don't want to cut out mid-broadcast, so. Just do it. But anyway, okay. uh, Heroes of account. the Week, comics or otherwise, who would like to go first?
2: A resounding everyone says yes.
0: I'll go first. Um, <laughs> it's something uh, that people, you guys know. Uh, I go to church. I profess to be a Christian. I don't always get it right, but for me, um God, Jesus is my hero, not just of the week, but all the time. So,
2: yeah, that's a big one. That,
0: yeah, really huge. And Bigger than the boogeyman. <laughs> so, my hero. The there's bogeyman. a song about that. I feel like uh-huh. there's a yeah, there song is. about that. <laughs> I don't know my old church stuff.
1: You no, were about cares. to say the boogeyman, weren't you? <laughs> no, I did say that. So, my hero, the boogeyman.
0: <laughs> uh But no, Um yeah, that's. I, I've seen a lot of crazy things
1: happen in the last couple of years, and
0: I, I have to say that I do.
1: Uh, mine is going to be Ed Brubaker because darn you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say like, uh, I read Killer Be Killed, another one that him and Phillips did. I love that whole series. That was a four volume series, I believe. Killer um, uh, where there's a guy that is in love with his roommate's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. He decides he's had enough. He goes commit suicide by jumping off the rooftop of his building midway down. Uh, a demon or the devil or whoever. Get, uh, saves him saying all right I'm gonna save your life but in payback you have to kill one person a month I don't care That's who's all right. kill one person a month uh it makes him turns himself into a vigilante it was really good four volumes it does make you under question at the end like was this all real or was it all just something uh, in his 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 head. Head that was going on but what was uh, it called? kill or be killed oh yeah that one um really good stuff so and mm. this one was the second one of his that I really enjoyed so and who knows we may pick more brew Baker phillips stuff going forward. Why because not? a lot of them are self-contained. Um, so we'll see. But yeah. Uh, Brubaker. Laura or Jared? Who would like to go next? It's okay mm-hmm. if you want to copy me. <laughs> um,
3: no, I'm going to go with uh, Alan Richson, who is playing Reacher. I just finished the season two uh, finale of that. Uh, Reacher series on Amazon Prime. Right. It's real. I've really enjoyed it. Um it's much better than the Tom Cruise
0: version. I was about to say, <laughs> he's so much better. Than, I, yeah, I he, liked Tom Cruise because he did it first, yeah, but, but then this guy, is, he's like it is, taking it a little I've bit further. I've never read
3: the books or anything like that. Oh, From sure. what I've heard and, and read snippets on the internet, um, he, he fits the role better than uh, Tom Cruise did. Okay. Um, but it's such a good story and everything. I've really enjoyed that series. And seasons one and two, if you haven't caught it, check it out.
1: Just remember, the first actor isn't always the best. Look at Buffy, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, my goodness. She was way better than the girl that was in the movie. I forget who that was. The oh, only thing I remember about, I the about the
0: movie was that the boyfriend was, and I only know this because mom, was, because mom would always watch Young and the Restless. He was on the soap opera, Young and the Restless, and I walk into the room and she's watching the first Buffy movie, and I'm like, hey, it's the guy from the soap opera you watch." She's like, yeah.
2: I should know his <laughs> name. Oh, my gosh. That kind of bothers and me. And Pee
1: Wee Herman was in it, too. yeah. Oh, that's right.
2: In Buffy or the the movie,
3: the, the, Buffy, Buffy, the, the movie. movie. And the Buffy the, the Buffy. Buffy, the Vampire Slayer movie oh. that
1: sets up the TV show. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it is so funny. The, the cut scenes at the end, they show Pee-wee, like, he really elaborates his death scene. He's and a, he 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 takes the... He's a vampire, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm pretty sure he takes, like, the stake in the heart or... I forget exactly I how he dies. Stake and he keeps but, holding it, and, like... Yeah, he's like, ah uh, uh, and he, like, goes over to Wall and, like... Gets against the, the wall and like pretends to fall down. It's and, like, like two minutes. So is it Pee it Wee and, like,
1: Herman or a vampire? Yeah,
2: he in is a that, vampire right? in that. It, but.
1: It's, specifically, it's not Pee Wee Herman, the, the character. It is Paul Rubin's the actor. Paul Rubin, yeah. But it would be hilarious if it was Pee Wee Herman, the character, as a vampire. <laughs> that would have been great.
2: Yeah. I would have enjoyed that too. Sorry, so. I have to find Luke Perry. That I think mm, is the soap mm-hmm. opera guy. He is actually dead too, which is kind of really? weird to realise. Yeah, he, he died young. He
0: was also in nine oh two one oh.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah.
0: Shouldn't know yet. these things.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well we we grew up in that age and yeah, I it, know. It, it, it's one of those things that's hard not to know. That's if, true. If you were alive and awake in mm-hmm. the nineties, you Nef probably knew Campbell
0: that. was on that show, I think. Sounds familiar. She she kinda made her debut with that and kind of exploded after that too. Yeah. So who's your hero?
2: I think that I'm going to cop out a little bit, as I do almost every week, and say Alex, because Alex four years ago decided we we should do this podcast. podcast. I bought the equipment. I said, (laughs) We're doing this. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And and I enjoy it. Like I really like this this is my only chance to talk about comics consistently. And I really appreciate Like, you took something that should be a vice of mine and made it a good thing. Like, I have this problem with collecting things that I don't need, but this makes it seem like I need them. Because I'm talking to you guys, we're encouraging other people. Like, it'd be nice if we could prove somehow, like uh, Adrian said earlier, are there any metrics that show that our podcast is getting out to people and they actually go into the store and buy anything? So if you are listening to this podcast and you go to the store and make a purchase because of us, let us know so that we know we're doing good.
1: Tell Mark so. specifically. So yeah, right. Yeah. It.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, we have please. Watch- we've been listening to this for years. And
1: Potentially, soon you could say we've been watching this if we do go live.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Scary. Yeah, and I guess comment, let us know, what would you like to see? How can we make it better? Like what. Give us feedback.
1: Yeah. Also, yeah. I like to do this because I can actually control the conversations when when we're done. Like, okay, well, let's move on to the next one. First, said the story. Sometimes I'm just stuck there, <laughs> and it's like, okay, no, I want to this way. I can control you. Oh, sorry, guys, time. Uh-huh, we gotta time move to the next go. one. So, uh, but yeah, thank you, everyone, for four years so far. We took we've taken hiatuses for one reason or another. Uh, you know, pandemics, hernias, illnesses, throat stretching. procedures, whatever. So. Uh, like I said, we'll be back, the plan is to be back in four weeks. Um but yeah. Thank you for listening and we'll see you all next time. Don't and forget, possibly, have you met my friend Jared? And possibly you might see us if we go live. Getting on when we start doing The live thing.